0: i Spaces Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, May six, two thousand twenty-two. Today on the Ether Cosmos Spaces, the IBC Gang. Who's ready for DecentralCon? Let's take a listen.
1: I invited Justin in, so I guess we can just chit chat while we wait.
2: Yeah, I was already planning to go anyway, so winning the tickets will be extra. I actually noticed uh, the early bird has uh, is all out now, so it's just standard tickets.
1: But, but Natego, if um, you yeah. don't want a ticket right tonight, we do have a, a code that you can enter to get 30% off the ticket.
2: Yeah, I've got all the codes. You got them, and guess what? There's one that's 40% off that should tell you I'm looking.
1: Nuh-uh. <laughs> nice, lucky, lucky, lucky. How was your um SIF chain validator doing? Do you guys um, you guys climb back up a little bit?
2: Yeah, we did, and they the extended the. Um, active set so that helped us too good
1: good good I like to hear that
2: yeah thanks how's
1: your um how's your husband doing is he doing okay
2: he's right here actually oh
1: Hello.
2: oh okay <laughs> I thought I saw him a minute ago. well he's fine
1: <laughs> you better go get him
2: <laughs> yeah I'm going to do that now
1: <laughs> it's gonna be so fun just um meeting all of us there in person you know yeah. if we if, if you guys do go it's going to be fun.
2: Oh, we are planning to go anyway, but we're both coming. You're
1: going you're to be know. there the whole week or just for those couple days of the event?
2: Uh, it would be funny day after the event.
3: What's up?
1: Well,
2: he's there now. I don't see him anyway. Yeah, he's there. He can speak for himself.
3: There he is. Hey, Zanchain.
4: How's it's everyone doing? Sorry. Yeah, we're just uh, sorry. There was a lot of latency there because we're just across from each other working. <laughs> good, to, good to be here yeah where where zenjin labs been represented where we'll be there uh at the conference but you know what free tickets wouldn't, wouldn't hurt at all right? so so we'll see what we can how lucky we can get tonight
1: let's go let's go <laughs> is this going to be your first conference
4: uh zenjin labs uh yes uh, but we've been to a few um Santiago has been you know all over the place uh as far as mexico uh um a few places um in, in some other projects that we were involved we were involved with. But as uh validators since we we joined uh we started validating um in September last year, this will be our first, yeah. Oh and, and nice. we're looking forward to that.
1: Oh my goodness. Oh my god. I'm like almost just nervous for this conference. It's just it's gonna be magical seeing people in person that we normally come yeah. to on Twitter.
4: Wow. Yeah, that'd be great. And really uh, one of the big things is we're we're really looking forward to to networking and um hopefully getting some partnerships going. You know, really um I like what, what um the Knots the team is doing with, with Rhino and um we're hoping to we're, we're looking to see if we can get into that sort of partnership with with some artist or um some NFT project. But we'll see. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely,
4: definitely would be the best time to start
1: networking over there Indeed. I know um, rusty from the knots team is is gonna be out there So excellent
3: good good. Yep. Exciting That's exciting man, yeah. definitely exciting Good.
1: We can just chit chat until uh, Justin from the actual host of Decentral
4: comes in oh good Yeah, mm-hmm. so what's happening in the Cosmoverse? <laughs> oh man that's a big question that's a loaded question right which of the you know right? happening <laughs> which proposal are we talking about what exactly what mess up are we people, talking yeah. about yeah so many things to talk about who who who, who copied and pasted stuff and who didn't validate us to blame for the Juno mess or not big talking points oh, right?
5: oh man yeah I mean we're all in this together no matter what at the end absolutely. of the day absolutely you know yeah. it's like so it's 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 a crazy time to be going through, but, you know, we'll uh, we'll learn a lot from this. We'll come out the other side and see what we should and shouldn't have done. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. get better from it.
4: Absolutely. Were you guys able to pick up any uh, women in Cosmos thing today? I think the Techo picked one up.
3: No. You know, not me, not <laughs> I, but. Yeah, that's good. I don't know,
5: Netagle, I 9,500 stars laying around. go <laughs>
1: grabbed the last one I heard.
2: No, actually, I was quite early, and you won't you, you wouldn't believe what happened. I usually use my Ledger Nano X, and it just wouldn't work this time. It ju- I did it like eight times. I saw it go from uh, 11% minted to 20% minted, and I still couldn't sign a transaction. So I grudgingly re- had to re- restore a legend, uh, another Ledger I had, Ledger Nano Plus. And that's how I signed it. And just after I went through painstakingly entering 24 seed phrases on the new ledger, the old one starts to work.
4: Uh, If that would happen. that's what happens. It's typical. Niteko, did that
1: sell out yet? The mint?
2: I'm about to check. Let me see. It wasn't very fast because people didn't like the price change. Uh, Just uh, let me see. There was a different link.
4: Did you have them on Cosmos Spaces yet? The project,
1: Maria. Yeah, we we did have Maria oh, nice.
4: on Cosmos Spaces.
1: Okay. We actually did that when we were hosting a show for um, you know, women in, in the Cosmos ecosystem. Uh-huh. So she was there. The Cosmo ladies were there. Natego was there. You yeah. remember that, right? Okay. Yeah, I do I right. remember
2: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just logging into the site to see if they're connected with Mint. It's sixty six percent minted, so still available. Nine
1: thousand five hundred stars, right? Yeah, huh. I guess the first one they did. It was the first one she did. Um, it was <laughs> more like a like a gift because I think it was just that like was, maybe no,
2: that was that was, was a, <clears throat> That was six hundred. hundred
1: mm-hmm. I mean, like gift, as
3: in like <laughs> it's super Com- cheap, yeah.
1: Right? Yeah, Compared so,
2: to the price of this one here. Yeah. But in between then and now, she's gone to Paris for, and she's been associated with Paris Hilton. So I guess that comes with uh, some bragging rights and uh, extra dollars on top.
1: Yeah. And she puts in a lot of time in those those pieces. Yeah. I mean, it took her weeks and weeks to just do like over 40 pieces. So and
2: in, in all fairness, at a, during the first uh, launch, Stars was a way better price than it is now. I think Stars was probably around 50, 60 cents, if I remember correctly. Now it's, uh, it probably even was even 70. I don't remember, but it was between 50 and 70 cents. Now it's seven, seven cents, like 10% of the previous price. So that too counts for something.
1: Struggling a little bit, Stars is with the price, just a little bit.
5: <laughs> it's not a bad <laughs> time to buy any Cosmos assets right now, to be honest. So true. The massive sale out there.
2: I would love to stack up on secrets, but I've put my funds to women in Cosmos, they better be worth my while. Well.
5: <laughs> Priorities, right? <laughs>
2: there are not many women in Cosmos, and I happen to be one. Exactly. so I needed to get this. I just wanted it.
5: See, it's always, <clears throat> no matter what happens afterwards, it's always worth it when it's something like that or you really want it because you're not worried, worried about value or trying to flip it, you know. It's exactly, that's not the value flipping. Yourself, yeah. yeah,
2: Flipping is not a, a priority for me. It's not something I'm thinking about. I tend to buy things I like or buy mint um, NFTs to support uh, artists I want to support. And nothing to do with um, flipping. Just speaking about
3: things.
1: Speaking about selling, and flipping and stuff like that um stargaze is going to have their their marketplace open soon huh? should be what next week when they open up their marketplace
2: mm-hmm. interesting like to see how that goes i hope that brings uh well I'll, I'll be interested to find out what the most expensive nft will be because uh the prices really started very low compared to ethereum prices
3: oh yeah
5: mm-hmm I'm interested when we start to see, like, the Gravity Bridge enabled for Stargaze 2 in the marketplace. I mean, people can start to bring their, their Ethereum NFTs over, you know. So it'll be interesting to see, like, who does it, you know, and if that's going to bring a lot of traction. in, and, and if EVMOS and those projects will bring a lot of more EV, uh, Ethereum NFT artists over. So it's a co- cool little time. As much, as much uh, crazy stuff as there is going on, there's still, like, new stuff launching every day that we have to look forward to and be positive about.
1: So much, so much stuff, dude. Like, oh, good grief, there's just so much stuff coming out. It's so hard to keep track of.
2: And we haven't really started with Juno. If Moss is minting a new project every day, I mean, every time I'm on Twitter, I see a new Moss project that I never heard of before. Juno took uh, is a bit quiet now because of all the drama, but when everything is sorted out and people start building, I can imagine it's going to be so fast. We're going to have to choose. Which area to look
3: at. Natego,
1: are there any projects um, that have been launched on EVMOS that you're, you know, taking a closer look at? Because I personally have not.
2: I'm not looking at anyone because I've not been able to claim and I don't plan to put in fresh money to that. Well, as soon as I can claim I'll be interested. Um, I saw some I've been seeing so many airdrops or whitelists or things like that and NFTs, but I'm not really going to move until I see how the platform works. Um, the idea of um, connecting with Kepler and then switching to MetaMax to do something seems very backwards. So I have to go past that mental block before I decide whether or not I want to engage with any <laughs> of their projects.
1: Oh, man, that reminds me. I have to um, mess around with that tonight because I'm not able to claim my EVMOS yet either. Not with my Kepler wallet, at least. I see my balance, but I just can't take. I just can't take them out.
2: I don't see my balance. I I try to claim, and it got stuck somewhere in between. With I'm one of those people who's only stuck somewhere in between Kepler <laughs> and Ledger, and I really don't know where it is stuck. But I'm <laughs> oh, counting no. down the 150 hours. So based on my calculation, sometime at the end of next week they should fix Kepler and maybe Ledger. Mm-hmm. Then I'll see.
3: Gotcha. Well, look who just popped in. We got um, Justin, with the central. Con- so I'm invite him up. Oh, might be having some connection problems. Mhm. Yep, yep.
1: He'll pop in again.
5: Dude, my first crypto conference. I'm so excited.
1: Oh
3: my God, tricky. <laughs> this is exciting.
5: Yeah. He uh he uh, just
3: joined with his own profile. It looks like. So yeah. Uh, okay. Send him an invite
1: you see him for for whatever reason? I can't see him on my screen.
5: He, uh he's yeah down at the bottom. He did join with his personal profile though, so it's different than the one he just was on. Hey,
6: what's up, Justin? Appreciate hey, the patience. <laughs> getting rugged here by uh, by uh, Twitter spaces.
1: <laughs> that's, that's like an everyday thing, dude. Everybody gets rugged. Hey, if you're Twitter not getting rugging,
6: rugged, you're not doing crypto. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> no, <was> oh, <laughs> man.
1: How's everything going with planning for this
6: conference Uh, yeah crazy as usual but uh uh yeah it's it's always fun it's always fun it's uh it's a good good craziness (laughs) um and uh yeah i'm excited uh you know um to to help put this on together and just uh kind of uh rally the the whole uh, ibc gang community together um over to consensus week uh in austin so it's a good time and um, just wanted to always bring the, the cool projects and people together and, and collaborate.
1: So you're like the big brains behind all this, right, Justin? <laughs>
6: yeah, um, yeah. just like uh, for the quick intro for everybody here. And, uh, and thanks for hopping on today as well. Um, yeah, I'm the founder of uh, Decentral, uh, Decentral Conference. Uh, and uh, yeah, I host Web3 um, events and conferences uh, through the year. My first big event that I did was uh, Seattle DevCon. So I hosted C- Seattle developer uh, heavy events. Then I hosted an E3 blockchain gaming stage. So I actually had um, kind of an NFT focused uh, in blockchain gaming programming in 2019 um, inside of E3 and outside of E3. Uh, and uh, as you can imagine, nobody gave a, sh- <laughs> gave a crap about uh, NFTs at that time, let alone blockchain gaming. But we were super early on. Um and then fast forward a little bit more, did it more events in LA, San Francisco, New York, Amsterdam, Singapore. Um COVID hit, then um then I started doing online events. Um so I've been camping on DeFiSummit.com for the past couple of years when I first learned about DeFi through Abe. And uh DeFi started popping off. Uh and so I hosted that. Um then NFTCon uh is another new one that I had. Uh is a new property. We haven't launched that yet, but we'd be focusing on DAOs. Um, and then uh, I saw the NFT stuff started blowing up and decided that, hey, you know, um, I really wanted to bring back in-person events. Um, let's do it during Art Basel in Miami. Um, and so we did it in November of last year. We uh, hosted an event during Art Basel. Uh, we front run Art Basel and uh, and uh, we hosted our Combined Web 3 event um, where we had DeFi DAOs, dow's metaverses nfts all in one place uh together um to come learn from each other as well uh, and so we had five thousand people come through which was equivalent to like nft nyc numbers uh, but all concentrated in, in like one conference uh center as well too um so yeah we you know we've always been hosting like a lot of events uh, austin's our next event as well and uh you know what we always like to think of, of my background is just you know I've been through multiple cycles before um and uh I stopped being a maxi and I've been a multi chain interchain uh believer now, and uh, I study all chains now and 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 see the different patterns and different things that have been going on and um and I've always been about you know my my roots has been hosting. Um, events that, uh, about the tech and the development and so the whole pieces and style of our events and how we differentiate ourselves even versus a consensus or NFT NYC is um, really focusing on combining the builders with the creators and and the artists, uh, the musicians, entertainers all together in one space so in Miami um, we could have made it be only an NFT only event like NFT NYC but that's just not our MO. So we still talked about DeFi during uh, Art Basel. Uh, I brought in 25 protocols, layer one, layer twos to the event. We had a Cosmos lane. So we had like actually about like 10 different Cosmos projects uh, that came through. Um, And then we had a Polkadot lane polygon. um, And I told them, you know, went directly to the protocol there and it was like, hey, bring your best DeFi and NFT projects together. And let's like showcase that all together um across and you can be across from like all the other chains there. And um then you know of course we had people like Axler and others that were like all across like, cross chain multi-chain anyways too. So that's what we wanted to do really is is we could have been like a pure like hype event, um a pure like celebrity that don't know anything about NFT event um or whatever. But uh no, we you know we really wanted to focus on the builders first and, and that's where we always get our, our knowledge and, and connections with us, too. So we're running it over to Central Austin um, during Consensus Week, uh, but you know I like to say that we're kind of like the the alpha group, the D almost of Web three. Like we like to bring the more forward thinking uh, builders and and people. Whereas like the typical like Consensus, you know they're going to attract like the the institutional, the suits, the, the 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 big players, which is cool. Still huge value in that, but it's a whole different crowd um, out there, and and that's why you see like a lot of other smaller cool events. Like um, Decentral, Terebdak, DAP Expo, and many others are coming into town as well. And um, that's what we want to do. And, uh, you know, decided that we want to bring together the um, IBC community um, just because I've been so involved from just like uh, investing, collaborating, farming. Um, and getting involved with all the different IPC projects and learning more new, new ones as I'm like kind of farming on, on Osmosis, um, or Crescent, always learning about new projects out there, um, or new airdrops (laughs) for airdrop season as well too. So, um, yeah, you know, that, that's kind of been my background and, and, uh, and happy to have happy to invite the whole, uh, a cosmos spaces crew also to to, to join us um there too uh, in austin uh, it's gonna be a fun time and of course everybody here is is also welcome as well too um we're we're want to give away tickets uh and also too like heavily discounted uh tickets as well um you know and if there are certain ways or, or issues they have in terms of access, accessing our events as well too feel free to just always reach out um we don't want to have that be uh a burden or or preventing you from actually coming uh, to our events um you know we're, we're heavily sponsored um and that helps really support the events obviously the money also from the ticket sales helps the production of our events and i think once you come to like the central austin you'll see kind of um what we do too is like we like to still bring in like the the art um the art into that too with the LED, led production and stage production as well so it's not just a uh a typical like crypto conference where there's just like cocktail tables or boots or anything it would be like to like make it more interactive and more fun than the, the typical like suits events too you know <laughs> as well so yeah
1: yeah <laughs> it sounds like it's gonna be a fucking blast bro how i mean were you were you hoping that there was gonna be uh this many people from like the cosmos ecosystem or were you kind of like thinking it was just going to be more like the ethereum side and because now i see i see there's a whole bunch of people from the the cosmos ecosystem that are going to go man it's it's getting the list is getting bigger and bigger
6: yeah and you know like for us it's just um well yeah it it was both intentional but well for me like i've been just like friends with a lot of projects early on like i've known greg from akash it's like 2017 18 days like super early on um axler i'm a seed investor in axler so uh, i'm good friends with them chango i've known for like oh it's like even before web3 so chango i've known for a very long time as well um and then like then, then there's these newer projects that are coming like i just love osmosis so like for me it was just like this I, when i'm like programming and and, and hosting the events like I like to like bring the projects that I personally like to cause want I get to learn from it and like, you get to just meet cool people in the space. Um, and that, you know, that, that's, that's really the reason why I'm like hosting these events as well is just like you get to like, just learn, um, from it. And, and the best way to learn for me again, is just, I would rather learn it from the builders less from the shillers, um, in the space, because it's like, these are the actual developers that are like, I always tell people, the roadmap is almost in the, 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 the roadmap is the alpha almost like you can see what's coming and obviously people hit it or not, you know, that's another discussion. But if you're seeing like uh smart contracts are coming on osmosis, all these other things. And then you're like, okay, then you start thinking about what's the implications of that. That's the alpha for me. Um, and uh, yeah. So they just kind of ended up being that way that I just started, you know, collaborating and networking with a lot of the projects, but it's just like all the stuff that I personally like to, to see, um at events and I uh, and what I think is kind of like the forefront of it. Like I think that, you know, we're not gonna try to invite dead chains or the dead projects there. I have I, I believe in projects <laughs> that are just like interchain, cross-chain, and multi-chain.
1: Yeah, I I feel you on that, man. I feel you yeah. on that. It, for me, it's 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 literally my first event that I go to that's crypto related. So man, what kind of advice can you give a newbie before they go to these events?
6: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, you know, like I I think that uh I think the networking is always the key there. You know, you're just going to meet a lot of really cool people, especially for our events as well. It's not going to be consensus size. Consensus is going to be like 15,000 people. Um, And, you know, there's always still value though in like the smaller tight knit event, like our, our targets, maybe about like um, 1,500 people. But if you can have those meaningful conversations and, and discussions and we still bring all in like the actual industry builders, even if it was like 500 people, but it's like all the, the cosmos builders, the investors, uh we'll bring in like cadena we'll bring in like uh secret and all their stack of projects as well um then it's still like super high uh there's still a lot of value in that instead of like going to a mass event where there's just a ton of of noise and you can still like if you want to if you want to go do that you want to meet just a ton of just a lot of people then yeah stay stay for the week for consensus week you don't even need to go to consensus you can just like chill out the lobby you can just do whatever um and still still just like uh there's so much events that are happening through the week as well so um the central austin is going to be uh focused a little bit more on just uh building and bringing all the industry players together but we're going to bring in you know like we're going to bring in some other cool people too like um Baron Davis, NBA All Star. We got the Breaking Bad cartel brothers coming in as well too. Um, they're actually into NFTs, uh, funny enough. Um, Kevin Smith, the director. We got a few other like uh, uh, we're trying to bring the Wu Tang as well. We'll you know we'll see if they come through, but we're trying to bring in again like, like different perspectives, um, even if they don't know anything too much about NFTs. We can kind of educate them. Obviously, we're not going to ask them to like speak about <laughs> NFTs if they're not a subject matter, magic matter expert about it, um, but we like to like, um, just bring those guys in if they actually generally like, have an interest for that and have those constant dialogues with them as well. So um, that's what we're going to do is just try to mix it up between like, the builders, the, the protocols, uh, even NFT projects as well. We've got some PFPs coming through um, too, bringing in, in their communities as well. Um, so what you can expect from at least the Central Austin is just, uh, just a ton of networking and, and, and also too, just a lot of uh, quality talks. Two days. Two days
1: of uh, action-packed crypto stuff to do, man. It sounds like it's going to be a blast.
3: Yeah, and Austin's a fun city.
1: city. I've I've never been been to Austin, Texas. It's going to be my first time going out there. Um, I'm I'm not really familiar with the area, but I'm sure some people will help me, you know, walk around and (laughs) show me some cool stuff out there.
6: It's a, it, everything's going to be very concentrated. So it's like, you can't really like mess up. Like you just go to different, different streets and stuff. A lot of them are like, there's a lot of bar streets. There's a lot of, and you're going to see, there's going to be, uh, if you've not been, I don't know if you get anybody, if you've ever been to consensus at all, it was in previously in New York, but they took over New York. It was just nonstop events, every corner, little meetups. So you're, you're probably going to meet your favorite, like friends, influencers, content creators, builders, investors, Um, they're all probably coming through over to, to Austin anyways. So, um, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're trying to get it to work into web three, it's a great way to just meet people. If you're ready working web three, then it's just good to just meet, um, the people that you talk to, uh, in person and and consensus has always been like the, the top event that pulls people also internationally too. I think that's like another key thing too, is like, you're going to bring in and see a lot of international people fly in from Asia to Europe, uh, just for consensus.
1: Man, oh my gosh! I'm so excited, dude. I'm so pumped to go, man. And it's almost time, dude. It's almost time.
3: Yeah, about a month. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Crunch
6: time for yeah. us, but it, but it's, it's gonna be fun. Lunch
1: time, bro. I can't imagine <laughs> how much pressure you got on your shoulders right now, dude. <laughs> oh
6: my god. Yes and no? Uh, like now, it's like uh, we're trying to like always just pre-plan ahead, and and I think preparation. But you can always, you can always, you have to always prepare for stuff that you can't you can't foresee. But right? um, at the same time, you know, as long as we're just having fun, it's gonna be chill and. And, uh, uh, yeah, the, the, not as much stress as it was before.
1: <laughs> so what's your plan for like, um, having, having these projects come up on the stage to talk, uh, do you have them pretty spread out or do you, are you going to have all yeah, this, so
3: like,
6: yeah. we have like we have two different stages, um, that we're hosting. So we have one big uh, main stage. Um, since we're like kind of tight on programming for that, we're just trying to like bring in a lot of panels. We'll mix it in some like presentations and talks as well. Um, since so this, this was kind of like a combined Web3 event, I, we're going to try this style for now for this event in Austin as a kind of experimental test. But we were thinking initially of dividing like DeFi stage and NFT stage, but we're like, we're like we took one step back and I was just like, you know what? Like, I think we can st- uh, we could just combine it and it's all Web3 anyway. So like, let's mix it up so that there's like in between there's like NFT uh There's DeFi, there's DAOs. We're just kind of rotating through so that you can kind of get a taste. If you're just like sitting there listening, it's not just like there for one single programming. You're going to listen to like what's, what are like the NFT guys are doing for real world assets? What's going on in the metaverse? What's going on in the DAO world? Right for social DAOs or whatever. And so we're really trying to like get mixed let everybody learn from each other because I personally think like it's all merging together. The NFT JPEG land guys you know, they're getting eight tokens. They're getting into LP farming. They're getting like all these NFTs are turning into DAOs themselves, right? And then, and then vice versa, these DeFi and NFTs, uh, DeFi and DAOs, you know, there's NFTs for lending now. There's uh, real world assets that are getting into DeFi now for real estate or real estate, uh, fractional real estate as well too. So I think it's inevitable that it's all inner inner in intertwined together. And if we do that, then it's, it's greater for the, the space in general um if we can kind of do that so you know that that's kind of like what we're we're looking in terms of uh programming and and um and then also too it's like we, we want to i don't know maybe we should, we'll have to share your perspective on this as well too but we want to make it so that the mindset is when you're when you're going and listening to the speaker i mean like um we could announce what chain they're on but i would rather people listen to like what the project is and the problem they're solving because. In the end of the day, like they're, all, they're uh, technically, you know, every IBC project is their own chain anyways, right? Oh, for the most part, unless they're building inside of the uh, inside of the chain anyways. But like if they're solving something cool in DeFi, could you learn from that and you, you could... You could fork it. You can borrow from it. You take those elements and then bring it into your chain as well. So we didn't want it to be like, oh, hey, this is a Cosmos only like DeFi panel. I mean, we might have that. So uh, to be honest, but we didn't want it to be like, oh, this is Cosmos cos- label. We don't want to label it only so that we're, you know, we might have the Kadena guy sitting next to the, uh, uh, you know, a, a Cosmos person or Moonbeam with Axler and, uh, and another protocol, you know, like it, it's these are the conversations that we want to have. Uh, across the board so that it's just like, we're just talking about the the topics and, the, and what the solutions that we're building. What's happening underneath the law uh, underneath is you, you're eventually gonna find out anyways, right? Like most of these projects are all the best projects are building on IBC <laughs> they're, or they're IBC or tenement based. <laughs> anyway, so they'll they'll learn about it eventually. <laughs> so, you know, then that's, that's what we're seeing with IBC and Cosmos, right? Anyways, like these guys are all like building their own chains anyways, and they're they're building all purpose-built or very specific stuff.
5: Go ahead, Tricky, I see that you unmuted. Yeah, just as I say, I really like that idea, you know, rather than making it almost indirectly, but not on purpose, like this chain versus that chain, you're making it, like you said, more just discussing the problems and what they're bringing. Um, And then you have the best minds up there discussing what they're working on, what their what their vision is. And, you know, there's probably going to be more great things that come from that than if they were kind of, you know, in a competition of why my chain is the best and this and that. So I really like that format. That's really cool. I think there's going to be a lot of value in that.
6: Yeah. Cause I mean, you've already seen it too. There's a, there's a you know, different levels to it. First off, you know, like the, the ready, like overall, like in the whole IBC, IBC ecosystem, we're all kind of IBC gang, but at the same time, there's still a lot of fragmentation. There's that. But on top of that too, you go back into like, still like outside of like IBC, you still got like, you know, like the little bit of tribalism or just different protocols as well. But like if, if, the IBCC like projects and ecosystems wants to continue to grow. Um, and, and then again, again, we're getting like solutions out there now with like Axler and Nomad and all these other ways to just jump chains now. Right. Um, like pretty soon we're not there yet, but in a couple of years, a lot of the stuffs going to start being a little bit more invisible. Like it's going to, you're going to be able to just move your assets through pretty easily now between all these like different projects and chains and we're going to get there eventually. And so like, I, you know, that's, that's just like where we want to come out. And like, we're just not, we're not maxis at all. And I think that that's what the cool thing about like IBC has taught us is that like you can coexist across different chains. And if you don't like that chain, like whatever, but like, that's the beauty of it. Like you don't have to agree to, and that you can still do your own thing and still connect with each other and interact um, uh, for that. So that's, that's kind of like the, the mindset.
1: Beautiful. And before we forget, if you guys want to get entered to win some tickets, um, please DM uh, Tricky up here. Just send him a DM with your Twitter username and he'll put you in the list. And then later on, we'll do the drawing. And then while we're up here too, um, just do, a, do us a quick favor and just uh, retweet the room. That way we can get more peeps in here. And um, does anyone have any questions for Justin while he's up here? Uh, if you do got a question, please request the mic. We'll let you guys speak.
4: Yeah, Justin, hi. Um just a quick question. So what's the plan for uh Centricon? Is it is it for is it do you do you see it happening on a yearly basis going forward after this one?
6: Yeah, so again, like we we host uh the central the Mi- Central Miami first and foremost is like our big flagship event. So we're gonna always host that during Art Basel. Uh Austin is is kind of our newest uh summer edition event. We wanted to have something during like at least in the middle of the year. Um, but our next two events that we're going to be doing, um, after Miami, um, we want to have one year, year of like planning on Miami this year, because, um, we're, we're trying to get it to 10,000 people. Like it, we're trying to even add like a music festival element of the third day. We'll see. I don't know. I, we're just saying we're going to do it. And we're going to make it happen. I don't know. I don't know how to do it yet, but I'm going to bring in the right people to, to produce it. We'll see. Well, we're going to attempt to, um, but uh, where I want to take this though, is I want to expand out into Asia as well. So Singapore is our next one as well, whether that be like Q1 or Q2 next year, 2023. Right. Cool. Um And, and then, uh, and then we'll do one in like London, Berlin. in Europe and then, or and then Dubai. Uh, Dubai is a big one for the uh, for us. want to do. Excellent. And (laughs) yeah, and and again, it's like the what. So when I always come to like a different market or a different place, I we have a like I I take the same thing that we did in Miami, but I have a little bit different strategy. Again, like when I enter each of the different zones, so like. I, I, it's because like, I've been hosting events like since 2016 and 17 and I've actually like went full nomad. So I went through like I went to like every blockchain hub before I've seen. I went to all the different conferences um, from like Singapore, Amsterdam, Malta, Shanghai, uh, uh, Seoul, uh, you name it. Like and so like I've already seen the, all the different styles of events through through the, the, the crashes and cycles and stuff. Right. And you know the strategy with asia though is that asia has a lot of mlm and like really shady and like pump and dump events but also too it's like they don't have the uh the, or or they're going to create an event that's regional like a ja- japan event will only serve japanese people a uh, china event will only serve china uh etc as well and then so but because we built the big event in in the us and eventually in europe um, we want to be that bridge where we could bring the whole ibc gang into asia know how to navigate that and build the whole itinerary for that but then educate the whole asia market about ibc or whatever um and bridge that and then bring all those asia projects into also america too because again you know, i think that there's still uh, a lot of unknown projects there could be some good ones but we want to help filter that out and the best way to vet that out is to test out an event by hosting it in asia first vet them out there and then bring them over to the us too and I think that we can be well positioned to do that, and my co-founder is based in Hong Kong, my, and then I have another one in Dubai as well. So we're like strategically trying to like go in and and just like bridge the markets, and then have it so that you have kind of a roadshow of uh, of the events, and then um, then later on we want to come back to do like the more like smaller, uh, more tight knit um, regional events. Like we we want to do Chicago, um, we want to do um, l a again like I lived in l a for like six years, so we'll come back to that later, but right now, right now in the current marketplace where like the events like everything is concentrated right now, like in Austin, Miami, and Dubai and Lisbon um we want to just hit those big cities first and then we'll we'll trickle away our down into like smaller chapters um which you know we've had experience in doing, and uh we we're eventually um uh, we're eventually going to be building kind of like, not like an event DAO, but like a community DAO around that um, later on. Um, and we have a new website that we're going to be launching. It's called dgens.com. Uh, I own dgens.com with the Z, And uh, that's what's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, all the all the decentral events and community members are going to be rolling into that um, as well. So it's a it, it's not nothing live yet, but it will be. That's a, a new product that we're a web 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 app or and social community DAO that I'm going to be working on. Yeah, excellent. Well.
4: Thanks. All right, let me let me just say you might want to throw in Calgary, in Canada. There, that's where we're based. So
6: yeah, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> love love to do something in Canada uh, yeah. eventually, but. Uh, We'll see, like, uh, if we were to do that, uh, yeah, Calgary or Vancouver, Toronto, I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Great. Thanks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mayor, I seen that you came up here. Got a question, Mayor, for Justin?
7: Yeah. Hey, Justin. Um, thanks for thanks for being on tonight. And I actually got two, two questions. I, I was looking at the speakers list, and I saw um, Charles Hoskinson. Um, not sh- I don't think I know that much about that guy. Can you tell me a lo- little bit about him? I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know who he is. Who, who, is, that? who is that guy? I, I don't know. Is this guy yeah, part yeah, of yeah, yeah. Cosmos? Get no, 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 no,
6: no.
4: Yeah. So I, I think he has a stable coin or something.
6: Yeah. Right. So I'll tell he- you my stance. You know, obviously it is what it is. <laughs> like I. It is, yeah. It like, no, 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 no. I, he sounds he, like a really nice guy. I think I've seen him on YouTube <laughs> once. Um, has a I, I actually spoke with him on stage bank. before in Toronto. Yeah. But, you know, as with, as, you know, especially as an event organizer, like controversy also sells tickets and brings people in and normies. <laughs> I should say that, too. <laughs> well, I, I would think, <laughs> keep, he would keep, draw, it he, keep it real. Keep it real. draw a crowd
7: from the, the ADA group. I think he would draw a crowd from them. But, so are, are you guys marketing to, to them, too?
6: Yeah, yeah. So it's like, um, well, funny enough, um, because like, so, so, uh, you know, I'll give you the story. So, uh, we're working a lot with CoinDesk and Consensus, uh, and then we were supposed to host an event right next door at the Palmer Convention Center, which is a massive convention center. But Consensus had a hold on that event, um, and so we had we took over the, the Long Center right next door, which is still really sick of venue. And then Cardano, then funny enough, is actually hosting like a a massive Cardano fest next to ours uh, on the second day. So, um, and so they're they're already going to be next to us, and they're like, "Yo, uh, can we just?" But their event is like during like the the like the eve afternoon, and they're like, "Hey, uh, we'd like to come through." Again, like okay, I'm not like uh, as you know whatever. They haven't. But they're still a work in progress. <laughs> but uh, I, will we'll, we'll want to hear. I want to hear what they're up to, and uh, I'm not gonna. I want to. I want to see what they're what they're gonna bring on to the table, <laughs> as well. And uh, IOHK is a very interesting group that we always uh, collaborate on and off. And again, like we we still had a Cardano alley, uh, and I said, hey. <laughs> uh show let's see your projects (laughs) and it's up to them to show off what they they wanted to to show off so (laughs) Um, no no, definitely
7: interesting man and thanks for sharing and and so i was looking at the dates so this is kind of like um earlier in the week and then the terra expo is kicking off it's right after it's it's on the ninth and tenth Okay.
6: Yep. And, and, and you know, all those guys will be coming through our event. Um, well, at least for like the first day. I'm sure second day they're going to go prep for their event as well too. But yeah, um, yeah we we're very close friends with uh, the whole TerraDev Expo crew, uh, yeah. Orbital Art, Command, and T5 Alpha.
7: Are the convention centers real close to each other, or the?
6: the uh, no, sites? maybe like ten to fifteen minutes. Uh, fifteen minutes away. They're they're a little bit a little bit like down the road. Of, yeah, down the road. We're we're like seven minutes away from consensus. Um, okay, their depth Expo is hosted at the AT and T um, Convention mm-hmm. Center, and that's a little bit a little bit uh, like ten minute, ten fifteen minutes away. Austin is pretty like all relatively close though, so um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's no different than like how they were hosting in New York where you had to go all the way up and down, like all the way from Wall Street back up to like times square you know it's it's no different it's going to be faster and, and less hectic anyways yeah but this the central
7: con going to be the seven and the seventh and the eighth and so so it's going yeah, to be back ninth and tenth yeah yeah so they won't be op- overlapping too much no. but if, if you if you wanted to hit both if you're in austin you you definitely it's it's a great way to do it so they're not overlapping not quick another question um if if i was to come down um, and win a ticket or something like that do you do you guys need volunteers do you need help like if i was if i could get down there on the 6th or something or
6: yeah yeah always um yeah feel free to drop me a message and stuff too and and yeah i'd always love uh love help uh whether it be okay. through just, yeah there's how, a few different things but
7: how big is your crew like you have a crew of like 20 10 20 30 people or something setting up or like 'm sure well, well yeah,
6: yeah we have a core team of 10 and then okay. uh and then we have just a lot of uh then then the long center array has staff as well so they're doing like security check-in so really it's mostly just like um you know different things from just like helping with the stage like you want to meet all the 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 top speakers and stuff too then just help facilitating hosting that co-hosting that with the MC um or just like um or just helping people navigate or or just Spreading good vibes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good volunteer yeah. for us. <laughs> as well. I, I yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> mayor, mayor wants to drive those Ferraris when they
7: show up, right? Right, mayor. Yeah, that? I could do some <laughs> valet parking, huh? <laughs> Maybe.
6: Yeah. Uh, funny great. enough, uh, yeah, we're trying to get Sortec uh, is trying to Sortec the security audit firm. We're trying to bring some rep Ferraris, and we're trying to ask the the, the Dodge Claren to come as well too. We'll see. We'll see what we'll we're we we ask them to come, but we'll we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we have cool stuff outside as well, um, but we know that it's going to be pretty pretty hot in Austin at that time. So we'll, we'll try to do some cover tents, food trucks, um, some art installations, um, some big LED screens as well outside. Um, uh, we uh, we have a mechanical bowl if you want to ride off that as well and, and try your luck, but uh, but yeah, it, it has a really good um, view of the skyline of the city as well, and we'll do some evening programming a little bit um, uh, during during um, each days as well, but uh, yeah, it should be a good time, and, and yeah, we're always looking for just like different help volunteers.
7: All right. very, um, very very cool. Oh um, yeah, I was listening to a, another guide. I forget which uh, system he was in, but he, someone asked him, he's like, well, how, how did you get on, how did you get into, uh, to DeFi, and how'd you get on to get into web three? And he's like, well, actually I was at a conference and I knew a bunch of people and they need, they asked me to, to man their booth for like, you know, 30 minutes. And then it ended up being three hours. And then when <laughs> they came back, they're like, Hey, you know, we really appreciate you and all that stuff. And that's how, that's how he got his foot in the door. So you never know what's going to happen at one of these conferences for sure.
6: Yeah, it's it, it, uh, and i would always say this is like um you always want to me like the best conferences to go is to the one where the actual builders are and you can just tell through the lineup for the most part like if you just see like a charlie sheen and like celebrities like Migos or like or some random nft projects that uh, have not been in any skin the game or let alone you go to a web three event, but you got, you got people who are never big in web three, but they're like old Web two like startup tech people, you know, like I come from that world. And so it's it's so easy for me to like suss out all those people out. And it's funny enough too, it's just like, I'm a growth hacker and a growth marketer. And before I was doing um, events uh, in web three, Um, I was hosting uh, marketing conferences, um, influencer marketing brand agency stuff. And it's funny because like Gary V brought all those, all those sharks into the space. And so like, I see them all trying to like speak and stuff too. And like, I'm actually in, like, we just I, like, I've known them from the web two world and they just don't have web three. And that's always like how we always like to do and curate. But that's, that's why I would say like, you want to like, just take a look at like who's going. Um, and if you want to immerse yourself into like the web three industry and just really learn. Um, or if you just want to really get your alpha and, and knowledge, like don't surround yourself with the shillers. Like don't, I don't even read like, coindesk and uh news i mean podcasts are the best way obviously like in and, and spaces like this is like you're actually listening to like the builders themselves but um yeah i'd rather listen to the developer than the shiller um because they're 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 telling you know what they're what they're, what they're trying to build and stuff too um but that's the great way to like just immerse yourself in the events and that's why you always see like if you want to see like the top events. It's going to be like eat Denver, right? Like eat Denver. Why is it like top tier? Cause it's just all the builders straight up. Like this year it became a little noisy now just cause the space grew so big, but like those types of the hackathons, like the cosmos hackathons, you want to go to like the Cosmoverse. They're like, it's just concentrated focused events. That's where you're going to meet the top quality builders and people.
3: Thank you, Justin. I'm going to get to Ruben. I know he has his hand yep. up.
8: Sub so Just uh, on that last note, I wonder if there's a way to uh, pull the um, the Git accounts of the people who are turning up so you can sort of see the uh, the commit frequency. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: right? Fruit, fruit, fruit <laughs>
6: have a little contest so <laughs> um, active deploy code. <laughs> uh-huh.
8: uh, sorry, it's a little windy here. Uh, I have a 40-second preamble. I promise it'll make sense contextually. Um, I came to America about 10 years ago. And I came from New Zealand uh, as a result of going to a hackathon. It was a startup weekend. There's a few of those around the place. Um, And when I got here, um, somebody suggested that I start a hackathon over here uh, based on the thing that I was doing at the time, which was space stuff. Uh, We actually got disqualified from the hackathon for violating international gaming law with our space lottery, $10 for a chance to win one of Richard Branson's uh, tickets. It was a thing. We found a loophole and actually went on further than any other source at the thing. Anyways, I got here to America and they're like, Reuben, you do space stuff and you do hackathon stuff. Why don't you do a space hackathon? So we did. And uh, then SpaceX uh, sponsored a, whole, a bunch more, and then Airbus uh, sponsored ones about planes, and then Renault Nissan sponsored a bunch about um, cars and stuff. About start if we can't drive, and it was cool. We did a bunch of a bunch of different cities, and one of the ta- one of the tactics. Sorry, here's, here's where I land the plane. Uh, one of the tactics was uh, we would in order to sort of get. Fancy judges and fancy mentors for the teams. We would find an industry event that was um, that was already coming to town, right? Um, and then we would reach out to the organizers and say, "Hey, uh, would you like a hackathon at your industry event? We can do it on the side. You know, get some big Airbnb or something nearby, and then we can sort of draw from your speaker pool for mentors and so on and so forth." Uh, and we found that it was a, a useful way of sort of bumping the profile of both events uh, as well as drawing from the talent pool of fancy people who might not have flown over for just a little hackathon, but they're already there because of this event, right? Um, where I'm going with that is, have you thought of having like uh, little mini hackathons sort of tacked onto the side of these things?
6: Yeah, yeah, we I mean we'd love to. Um it's just uh yeah, eventually like we we'll, we would love to take a look at that again. I mean, that's what we did with Seattle Devcon before. It's just um yeah, like in terms of production, we're just stretching ourselves thin of of that, that's like it's own right. thing that you have to like produce as well. Um and hackathons is its own little thing as well for that. So It is, yeah. Let, Later on, you know, like when we want to scale out, like we do want to like work with people like you, like they actually had experience um, putting that on together because we, we we do. So we we did talk to a lot of people like Secret Network, Persistence, Akash, Comdex, all these guys like uh, Stargaze. Um, they all want wanted to support the a, a Cosmos Hackathon, right? Um, and, right. And uh, but yeah, we just haven't. We just didn't have the bandwidth to do that. So I mean, if you it's, if you want a lot of work. But if you want to chop it, you know, and, and have ideas around that, you know, happy to chat more about that as well in terms of collaborations because like we we always talk about these protocols and projects and um we can help produce on the event side, but we just need like a you know, really like development point of some of the development that understands the facilitator.
3: Facilitator and the whole thing. Yeah.
6: Yeah. It's a whole different game. Okay. But we do want to bring those back again and, and again like for but strategically right now we're going for like the big mass events and then we'll we'll trickle way yeah. back down to to regionals now cuz like our goal is like we're going to be building like the biggest we're trying to build like the biggest like community lists as possible and and then like more narrow re, narrow um you know we we host defi summit.com all defi uh summit is going to be all about DAOs. nft con about nfts a brand new one that we're launching is called gm summit games and metaverse um and that's gonna be about nfts and games as well too um but also too like um we're gonna start doing protocol um events and you know we'll definitely love to collaborate with all you guys um as well because like we the the idea with us wanting to do initially like the the cosmos so decentral and the uh, decentral was almost like going to have like not heavy like cosmos projects we were talking to a few projects like secret network and others were like saying hey polka is going to come to like consensus and they're going to do like their little side event Filecoin as well Algorands doing their own algorithms so we wanted to do like a, our own like cosmos like a, an ibc focused like side event but then like tor was like yo um we really like the central you guys smash it all together and re- realistically like we could have a small like ibc like group of people come together but Um, let's just like combine it all together. Like we, 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 we brought in a lot more people together and then also too, like, you know, secret network is trying to like grow, right? Like beyond, um, beyond just like the IBC, like everybody knows secret already, right? They want to try to spread the word. And I think with every IBC project, it's the same thing as well. So, um, but where I was getting that though, is like, we wanted to initially, like we were going to host, um, a, a side conference for Cosmos called starlight conference. Um, and we were going to do it both an online event, and we'll probably do it a little bit later, um, later in the year, maybe after CosmoVerse um, or in between. So it's just it's just like an online event lead up, um, leading into CosmoVerse, and we'll help. You know, we'll want to like help promo and, and push that with CryptoCedo and whatever, and the other group um, as well. And um, but do like more but, because the thing about this is like we're still hosting a Cosmos uh, heavy event, and there's still CosmoVerse as well too, but. Globally, still, like, a lot of people still can't travel for uh, either reasons, whether they go to Columbia or even Austin. But we still want to educate people around that and still have mass reach. And so um, we want to host, like, again, like a, a, an online event dedicated to, like, highlighting and updating, like, what's going on in, in IBC land um, yeah. and, and Cosmos land as well, too. Um, and we just don't see enough yet of still, like, in of of uh of uh you know we, we still need more like community um people like causal spaces the group you know uh cosmoverse CryptoSedo uh me chango others to like kind of continue to build content and build the community together still despite the politics and the interchange fighting and the potential independence day that's coming up in may uh (laughs) um we're all impartial to that i don't really care about all the drama between all these guys between ignite sunny and jay and all these and juno and all these whales like whatever like i i'm gonna just sit in the middle eat popcorn but and farm and and uh and talk to them all and they can all battle it out pvp get each other on on twitter (laughs) but <laughs> right but but right, at the same right. time though like but uh if we want to keep growing the space together we gotta gotta um still rally everybody together
1: gotcha man gotcha <laughs> maybe Very we well, should get man. a big boxing ring and some gloves man we'll see some uh action hey,
6: maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe we just need to have a, a, a host and uh ibc boxing match there you go do it <laughs> hey,
1: uh, did you have a question if not I'll i'll go to simon Thanks, Justin, for answering those questions. No, no. Yeah, no question no. for me. Simon, welcome, Simon. You give me two minutes, man. You're good. You're good.
3: No worries. No worries.
1: Oh my gosh, Justin. Like, just listening to you speak about all these events, it's like, how, how do you manage your time, bro? Like, for real. This is nuts. Your whole year is basically booked, bro. Yeah,
6: yeah. And yeah, so it's like, now, now it's just trying to like scale the team and and, um, and temp templatizing it as much as possible the online events are pretty easy to to deploy um especially you know like if we do like a cosmos um event which you know definitely love to collaborate with you guys on uh guys as well you know um Absolutely. we should do something like this online right like uh, it, just for like mass reach and then also too it's just like um it's just it's just that there's just not a lot of uh uh Marketing that's being done in the the whole ecosystem, and again, people are doing it fragmented uh, as well. And and for me, like I'm super deep in the the IBC ecosystem, but I'm also super deep in like the uh, the Luna ecosystem, and then even dot as well. And I just see I, I I've been here before back in 2017 where like there's just too much fragmentation. But even like the foundations themselves, like we already know, like the whole split with Ignite and Tendermint. That's that's going to be still messy and still going down. And there's people leaving, left the team initially from there for, went over to Osmosis and other reasons for whatever political stuff there. And so, they're, they're just in terms of the marketing side too, like, I know marketing and community building. And I know that Ignite has a lot of stuff on their own table right now and their own products that they're going to be pushing. And and the same with like Polkadot and Parity, they're focusing on the tech itself nobody's there's not enough like we need to still build more like content and community and, and so that's why i love what you guys are doing at Cosmospaces spaces um that's out there working with like the, the and getting grants from these different groups as well it's like um politics aside like we're gonna well, we can still push this forward and, and we need to if we want to uh continue to grow 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 it together
1: absolutely justin i mean cosplay space has just really got going just not not too long ago a few months ago in january and we've seen a we've seen a massive growth, and we've seen how how strong the community has has gotten since then. So you know, any way we can support each other and and make some events happen, like Mayor was saying earlier, um, you know, he he was basically letting you know if you have if you do need help, if he does show up, he's willing to help, and so are we. You know, more more than happy to help you guys out out there. I'll be getting there the sixth. So you know, if like I like I said, if you need any help, let me know. I know I know the Cosmospaces Spaces team will be there and they possibly can help out too with some of this stuff.
6: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, uh, you yeah, know, like I said, we'll, 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 set up like a nice little spot for you guys as well too. Like, uh, if you guys wanted to like recordings or, or anything there too. And, um, yeah, it was overall, like, we're going to, I think it's going to be just a, a, a great fun time and, and bring a lot of the familiar faces, maybe chatted online, um, with them uh, in person. Uh, or or dox these PFPs here. <laughs> I know. There's going to
3: be so much
1: doxing going around, bro. Like, there's people that have that told me, like, hey, dude, like, I know you're going to the event, but please uh, just like, don't take a picture of me. I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm not going to make any promises, dude. I'm not
5: going to make hey, any promises. Wait, wait, you're not a monkey?
6: <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I just LARP as well, too.
5: <laughs> oh, my goodness. I feel like I, I'm always the most dox person in the room.
6: Yeah. <laughs> and <so they> <laughs> know
5: that Simon you got to figure out who you're talking to
9: <laughs> which profile picture are you
5: Simon are you back yeah i have just I'm across well, so many
1: things before I let you speak up, just one quick reminder again for people that want to participate in getting those tickets um, just shoot tricky a DM with your Twitter username just to make it easier so you can put those uh, names in a list and then we can do a, a drawing after the show Go ahead, Simon. You got the floor. I definitely
10: want to be in that draw. Uh, I just, more, more of a thing, I'm, I'm very excited to um, meet you guys all over in Austin. I'm a little bit sad uh, that the DecentralCon Con uh, overlaps a little bit with uh, the Teradap Expo, which uh, we'll be at and, and running some and sponsoring and doing stuff at. But um, I'm very keen to pop in for the first day. Um, and hopefully I don't miss it, miss out on too much good, uh, good talks and speaks. Um, but I'm very excited to meet you guys all uh, there in Austin.
6: Yeah. Likewise, and and then also too. Yeah, we'll we'll flow over to to TerraDap Dapp Expo as well. Um, but but in terms of like the actual date overlap, there's no overlap. I was just on seventh and eighth in terror Dapp Expo. Unless you have to go set up and stuff there too, then um, yeah. Oh, really? like, I thought it was the yeah. 8th. I thought it started no, no, the, no, 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 TDX was on the 9th and tenth. Yeah, yeah. We've yeah we made sure that it didn't collide at all. Because yeah, I know the 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 TFI Alpha crew and ryan and all them like i love them and so like we they they can always welcome to our events and stuff too and we always collaborate so we made sure that we communicated that um just to not not run it over i'm I'm a big lunatic too so like i'm I'm happy that they're hosting it as well so i'm going to be you'll find me over there um shilling my bags uh, my luna bags
10: (laughs) oh amazing I guess, uh, I guess I guess I can just leave the other guys
1: to set up, and I'll just come to,
6: to decent. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you go <through> do the work.
1: <laughs> Mayor wants to help out, Simon. So mayor's here, right, Mayor?
7: Yeah, definitely. If if it does happen, I can. I mean, I I, I, I love just being busy and um uh, and helping out and volu- I, I just enjoy volunteering. It's a great way to kind of meet people too, you know. I think we got yeah, a lot of work to do.
10: I think we're the biggest sponsors of the event. So we got a lot of set <laughs> there's a lot of setup to do, but I'm sure I'm sure I can pay someone to do that. I'm sure there's some local <laughs> local residents that I could just pay to do the setup while I'm while I go to DecentralCon and listen to all these amazing speakers.
1: Justin, do you got anything else for us? Um, you know, I I know you're busy, bro, so I did not wanna take up too much of your time.
6: No, just just chilling here. Um yeah, it- you know I definitely love to you know love what you guys are doing as well I've been seeing you know cosmos spaces shout out to them as well for always putting the community together uh and also bringing in um a lot of uh, a lot of great people uh, in the and in the, in builders in the space as well and and yeah just looking forward to meet everybody uh in person uh again if you can't make it um you know no worries definitely we're we're looking to try to broadcast and stream this onto our YouTube um again like our goal is just like to always like help uh, educate and, um, uh, educate people in the space and build community first. Um, cause like for us, you know, like we're, we're, we're already like, already supported a lot by the, the community of sponsors and the projects that we also helped as well, um, through, through our events. So, you know, like we, we our goal really is, is just to build the best events as possible experiences, uh, there. And, Hopefully, like, if we can't meet in Austin, um, then I'd say the one that you should not miss out, uh, miss out on is, uh, is Miami. Like, you, you, Miami is wild, but it's it should be a, a fun time. Uh, we're going to really ramp up the, the experiences there, but still maintain, you know, like, the quality of, of tech uh, as well, too. Because <laughs> we're all in it for the tech, you know, not, not the parties, I hope. <laughs>
3: no,
1: to be we honest, that. dude, I, I, like, <laughs> this is my first conference, and I'm – I'm looking forward to learning a lot during the conference. So for me, it's going to be more like just a, like an, a learning experience. I want to learn from all these projects, get to know the people in person. That's just going to be so exciting, man. Awesome, awesome. If anybody has any questions, um, we got Justin here, and I know he's um, you know short on time. So right now's the time to bring him up. But Justin, if, if you want to just hang out after you know we're done talking about Decentral, you're more than welcome. These these spaces they kinda of drag on
3: for like a couple hours. Oh nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any any be late
6: Late week alpha or anything that we're looking at, farms, you know, like I, I actually didn't even know like Persistence was extending their farm on Osmosis. Like I'm trying to find like the, the you know, the latest alpha. I, I actually don't even like you know a legit question. Like uh I got my FMOS, so is there anything cool going on there at the moment from you guys? Do you have you guys been doing any adapts or DeFi farms or anything on the FMOSA currently? Oh
1: man, I wish I could talk to you about uh most but Mine are like locked. I can't I can't
5: unlock them yet. So unfortunately mm-hmm. for me, no. But Tricky, maybe Tricky does. So yeah, it's kind of like a weird weird uh time right now because Kepler is having some claiming issues and it can't interact with any of the EVMs right now. So you have to oh. use just MetaMask. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but you can still, you know, use the same seed and that MetaMask wallet and you're good to go. Or just have a new wallet. But uh diffusion has been like the first uh decks that's been on there. And I guess it's been been uh doing its thing there's already somebody that has like a massive trading contract that's arbitraging and taking up like <laughs> like two-thirds of the the traffic right now which is nice you know kind of a good sign you know there's people there that are that are doing it and want to make money but um yeah they're uh slowly but surely about to start incentives and everything so that's one of the, one of the coolest parts is they're loading up on incentives for like all the dexes so when it does come time be ready to well
6: What's Did what's the top next again that you said? What's the name again?
5: Diffusion. There's gonna be diffusion. diffusion. Okay. And there's gonna be like ExaSwap, which is like the Uniswap clone. And then Coastland is gonna be like the compound. Um so they're all getting ready to do their airdrops. So you should stake your uh your Evmos here too, because mm-hmm. they're gonna be mm-hmm. snapshots and then it's gonna be the first
7: airdrop snapshots. So probably you want us to use a lot. And I just heard that um UST is uh has uh, voted to incentivize diffusion um pools with like uh eight million UST. So yeah, diffusion seems to be trying trying to get the 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 head head start, the jump jump on trying to get liquidity into nice. their pools. But uh hey Justin, I want to ask you real quick. I saw the that the um one of the main leaders for UMI is gonna be there at the, yeah, the, the conference. What's his name? Uh, Brent. 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 Yeah. Are Are you familiar? I've I've been working. I've been uh, messing around on the test net, and it it seems like a pretty smooth um, protocol. To um, it's it's more to bridge uh, Ethereum and uh, a bar. It's more of a borrowing and lending, but just you can also bridge Ethereum stuff over. So it's kind of it's kind of like a, I don't know, similar to. Evmos, but not its own change. Do you do you know that much about Umi?
6: No, I'm still still like trying to unpack it all. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're trying to just build like the the they're like a co- almost like a compound with yep. cross chain, mm-hmm. and so it's very like it's very like foundational stuff for for DeFi, which is good. I mean, so they if they can bring in that liquidity from from ETH over uh, into mm-hmm. IBC, uh, that's always good and, and should be huge. Um, we, it's always the foundations that's needed for DeFi in an in ecosystem is to have that type of project, not necessarily the most sexy project out there, mm. but it's like a, a good foundational liquidity, like money pool. That's just chilling, um, and doing, you know, very low, smaller um, interest rates, but s- consistent that the big money institutions and people can just like camp it there like stables or whatever. So it's like it's it's a good pool uh to happen. And and you see this across like even in polka dot right. The the most equivalent to polka dot is parallel finance and akala Um again, it's just very, very like foundational like DeFi stuff that needs to come in and, and and provide that. Then later on there's gonna be like the farms and other stuff that jumps off of off of that as well with more incentives and, and more food 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 coins and others as well too.
7: Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. I know it's, I know it's mainly a borrowing and lending platform and I know osmosis is going to try to get a, a lending platform going too. So it Ooh. looks like there's, there's going to be a lot of competition, but that that's a good thing. You know, I'm all for that. And uh, I've been messing around with the test net and it's, 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 it's been interesting. It, you kind of get used to a protocol when you mess around with it every day. So it's, it's an incentivized test net. So.
6: That's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I know I've, talked to Brent really early on when he when he was just leaving tendermint to start that um, and uh, super smart guy super smart team as well um, and uh, it's just too, super early on for that but again it's a very like foundational play so it's gonna take a while um, for th- that project to kind of play out but once it does it's it should be like a solid solid contributor to like the the whole uh, IBC like DeFi ecosystem I believe uh, and uh, yeah you know like the, the biggest challenge that I see though just keeping it real is that they they launched the token on CoinList and so you'll see you're just seeing the CoinList dump right now in terms of the, the token itself it's every coin that went through CoinList is uh, has dumped to that 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 they all you just mirrored the charts together.
7: Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I saw a couple. I saw a couple, saw a couple of posts about that. So it, that, that's a different route as as compared to going the the um the, the airdrop route. Like it's just a like kind of like a they're just well, off, yeah.
6: It's like I, I, you know it's a it's a smart. It's great for the company because they'll raise like a series A like. 10, 15 mil Series A, which I think Umi did 30 mil or something, then what they'll do is then they go to CoinList, and then CoinList has massive, like, 100,000, 200, a couple hundred thousand people, like, wanting to get into, like, seed round stuff, right? So, they're going to ape in, thinking that they can get the best price, but um, I, I don't know what's going on. Overall, maybe it's, the CoinList needs to better advise, they need to do lockups better, but it seems like the whales are getting unlocks before the mass crowd. The mass crowds gets baited into to, to invests Because the, the the theory and the thesis of CoinList was supposed to be good. They have 100,000 plus in their wait list, right? Or whatever. And then that's oversubscribed. Then they're, they're, you're going to bring in like 30,000 new token holders to your ecosystem for your to token. So why is your token dumping, right? It should have been done doing the reverse. It's because they're not doing it like an IDEO fashion, right? They're, they're literally like clocking up buying in at a high price uh vcs are getting yeah. dumped or they have earlier unlocks than the mass crowd and then when the vcs and whales dump before the crowd by the time it hits the crowd they panic and they're going to paper hand then it, it then it has a downwards <laughs> downward spiral right so i am yeah. trying to i'm trying to figure out why coinless projects are not doing very well flowchain MENA protocol like uh, uh, yeah, uh, I know. It's like it's it's a coin coinless effect, and and so like, but you know, like you have to like figure. It, but when I say this though is like you can figure out the unlocks when the unlocks are happening, or if the, it's if it ready hit its mass dump, then the Umi farms on Osmo are like one of the higher ones overall. So if you want to time, if you can, if you can find and time the bottom then you go in and hit that on the farming perspective not financial advice but if you exactly, if you, yeah. you hit it at its lowest point at the the rock bottom or it's a super stable that's the perfect time to lp because it the you're, you're hitting the least amount of IL. um so that's always I look at the game for when I look at the uh the, the farm I'm, I'm, I am keeping an eye on Umi cuz it did hit it seems like it hit a bottom so it could be only up from here. I do think it's a low market cap for how big of a funding and project it is currently. But um, I need to catch up with the development cycle. It doesn't seem like it's fully up and running yet.
7: No, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the insight, and I appreciate it because I wasn't very familiar. i saw a couple of threads on, you know, about um, projects that had listed on CoinList, and it, it's like, yeah, it's it's obvious that if the lockout periods aren't that long, you know, the the early early uh, seed round investors are going to are going to dump and and you know disappointing it's like you know the the time horizon is really really i mean they're still on their test net so they, they haven't even got up and running yet and people are exiting out which to me is like a super super short time horizon so yeah
6: yeah so yeah, for the company again, from a company perspective, perspective is great. They just you know raised another like 10, 15, 15 mil from from the masses. So it, but it's doing the opposite effect of what equity or or crowd investing, crowdsource investing, should have been doing. Should have been doing. It should have been having those be like 20, 30,000, that's a lot of new wallet holders. I mean, like some protocols would kill to get that much like jump started, Right. And we're just not seeing that currently uh, at the moment. And I I don't know why it's the mindset or they just don't convert those people into actual users. So we'll see. We'll see.
7: (laughs) Well, yeah. Hey, well, cool. Thanks for your, your input, man. And thanks for being, being open. And it's, 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 I think it's one of those things where you you get to learn the the terrain and you learn the territory you you learn the different ways a lot of these projects fundraise and and do these seed rounds and you know it's a learning process you know and it, and it's like the way right. I see it is this is the wild west you know crypto is um <laughs> crypto is very very risk <laughs> risky and um this is you know all all of this is not financial advice, of course, you know. So <laughs> it's like this is the wild west, and it, it's it's risky. But you know, there there are big returns if you know a couple of these protocols take off. Then you know, you're you're looking at it, it and learning the technologies too. Is it's it's a way to um, just learn the the ins cool. and outs of it too. Yeah,
6: that's that's why I say the developer roadmap is kind of the it's pretty much the alpha, right? Like right now, like you said, Yumi is in in test phase. So you can't really expect as much price action because there's only downward pressure from CoinLess. But, uh, you know, you got to, but if you, it is something, it is something we should all, all keep an eye on, right? And it now just really comes on when they're going to really turn on to main, main activate, maybe kick in some incentives as well, who knows, or whatever, but um, it just comes down to the roadmap that, that you should follow. Uh, and You know, if there's nothing happening in a while, then there's only downward pressure, then it's going to, there's, there's, and then there's, and then you add on like a farming incentive. There's only dump, (laughs) dump at the moment. Um, So that's the way I'm always like starting to look at things now. Is just in the, in those, in those mind, in in that, in that lens of what, what are they actually doing in the development timeline? Just because of the great project now doesn't mean like I'm going to go and ape in yet because you just might be too early, uh, too early into into the project. Just like I, I, I got wrecked on Polkadot and Kusama. Like they launched mainnet, and I, uh, I got, I, I said I got Ponzi locked. I got locked for the the crowd loan process, and uh, the tech is just still, and it is too early still. Like you don't have that great experience of like how the the the, the IBC transfers. And I I think that we still take that for granted on the IPC gang route, like, you you go try to do what we're doing across these different chains in uh, in Polkadot land, you're going to be like, holy crap, like, I don't understand how these guys got so much funding from Akala to these Moonbeam guys are getting, like, billion dollars of, like, locked-up crowd loans and now everybody's getting wrecked from that. And, like, the the cross-chain assets, like, the tech is great and all, but, like, Oh man, like the, they is don't it, even have a, of the,
7: I think it's because of the big name. Like you get, you get a big name, like Gavin that was on the original E team. It's like, people will just throw money. Like it's some of those projects, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And,
6: and but also too, it really comes back down, stems from the top down, from the foundation level. If, if it is like a Ignite or Tendermint that doesn't support the, the projects and they're supporting themselves or parody, right. It, they're only supporting their parity. Only cares about their own. Pro, they're they're going to well. First, they're maintaining the chain, which is a huge t- task in itself. But they're also then focusing on some of their own projects as well. Like you know, Ignite's going to focus on Emrys and maybe help Crescent out and all that stuff so then it's just like their focus is and, and the talent pull, so then that's the perspective you have to look at too like and with any any chain it doesn't matter it's like how big of a team do they actually have and can they actually grow out there right like they this is the same issue like i worked closely with when I look at Moonbeam for example Moonbeam was supposed to be like the godsend of like EVM, right? Like raise a ton of money, massive crowd loans. EVM on Polkadot and Kusama. But when I started talking to the, the the team, they didn't know anything about DeFi, and they don't have they didn't have DeFi liquidity incentives and mining incentives at all. And so that's why I do like about, what I really like though about the Evmos team that you'll see like that comes in through fruition later on is that they already lined up the Ave, the, the the cost lender, the they got the liquidity incentives planned out. There they when you evaluate EVM, like I, I have a whole thesis of EVMs, because I've been tracking all the EVMs, man. I've been I went so hard on it. Moonbeam, Moon River, uh, Aurora, uh, they keep talking like they're like they to the Telos. Like these guys keep talking big game. Um but I'll keep it real too, like I, I I like the fair launch of Juno, but because I've seen what happened in in Moonbeam and Moon River, you can still have the great tech, the great team. But if you cannot adopt the actual big EVM dApps, then why are you building EVM from the get go? Because if you're like Moonbeam couldn't even convince Ave and these big uh, eat DApps to port over to Moonbeam, and they have so much capital, right? So what's going on there? So then you can how can you have an EVM chain? You're you're going to have no use cases at all if you're not even importing and and, and having uh, incentives to bring these DApps over. So like that's the biggest problem is like if they don't have the biz team to do it and, and whatever. And so that's why like Evmos, uh, you know, they they have Figment that's behind them and all these other groups. And so like. Uh, uh, the fair launch that happened from Juno, I do like fair launches, but again, like I know the, the history of EVMs and like you can get the great, the uh, the best tech, but if they can't adopt for that after the run and the and the incentives, then the dex starts falling, falling flat. And I've been through that many times with uh, all these uh, EVM uh, copycats, Avalanche to, uh, well, Avalanche is not copycat, but you know, they did the same, same MO and pattern. They were all EVM, but they couldn't actually like bring in the conversion. And I still think that's still like it's still going to be a great challenge for Evmos as well. But the the um, the uh, the Evmos team has been OG in the space like since two thousand seventeen, um, at least like some of them um, with uh, Ethermint, right? That's the OG origins of it. Um, and uh, I think they can get more more adoption and. Um, they're smart about it. You know, they're, they're at the Ethereum Denver events. They're at the ETH events. Because if you are building an EVM, you've you got to do that.
3: Actually, this does
10: a bit into exactly what you're talking about, marketing, right? It's kind of an issue that we had. Like, as you said, like, the tech is only a portion of it, right? You can have the best tech in the world, but if your marketing sucks, then you're not reaching people and you're not bringing users over. And you know, we're kind of like, even we, I don't know about Cosmos, but I know even Terra and some of the other ecosystems, is a very um, liquidity and users is very cannibalized, like between different, um, you know, you've got, you suddenly have multiple dexes pop up and multiple platforms pop up and suddenly everybody's fighting for um, space. So I guess uh, marketing, not just within your ecosystem, but how can you bring new users in from mm-hmm. other chains and from the, the mainstream?
6: But an underrated one too is uh, business development. And that's why I started learning a little bit more closer that Moonbeam had great marketing, but they had nobody on business development, and they couldn't get the deals done to actually like uh build the relations up on the developers the EVM or the incentive programs get in place they couldn't at most before they launched, they already got the deal with balancer with Avi like right? they made those deals before they they launched the protocol right and that 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 shows good business- business development skills, which is just as equally as important because there's user acquisition and then there's straight up just DAP uh acquisition as well, which like you can't you have a ton of users coming to the protocol, you have these incentives that are just causing inflation, but like there's nothing to do, and there's no actual like good DAPs. You can build these and I've seen it before you can build these copycats, but it's still not exactly the same as as like an ave coming in and and bringing their whole expertise and potentially liquidity in as well so yeah i agree with you too simon i i i but i'm seeing it increasingly grow that it's important important to grow on both both ends um you got to get the deals done on top of the the, the mass in the case um polka dot itself did the good deals by getting the the, the pair chains uh on board so polka dot itself did a great job but then they didn't do any community marketing <laughs> at all and then and then you have others that are great on development and and great a great uh acquisition and then they fell flat because they just didn't have the community
7: yeah i i think what you're hitting on justin and and i really i really appreciate your openness and and this is something we really value here at cosmos spaces because it's like we just kind of like talk and talk about how it really is and it's like i think you're talking about the 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 hard or the heartaches of a decentralized organization. It's like it's hard to fire on all cylinders when you're trying to, you know, pass prop proposals every two weeks or every you know seven days. It, it's like in in, in, a, in a such a highly competitive um, area. It's hard to uh, you got to move fast. But you know, I I think what you're saying is a lot of headaches that a lot of um, systems have experienced. But you know, I think like you said Evmos has done it right. You know, Terra of course is firing on all cylinders. They have so much organic growth over in, you know, the Terra system and I, I think that's a good model for a lot a lot of these, you know, early startups to look at. But anyways, Justin, thank you so much man. And if I come to uh if I come to Austin, I'm definitely going to DM you and hit you up, man.
6: Yeah, please do. Please do. Yeah, and that's the thing I I exactly with like the whole decentralization dows and, and props and all that stuff. Um, my only commentary is that uh, I, I love decentralization and stuff, but you, what you see is like the super efficiency of uh, TFL and, and Luna. Uh, there's of course there's pros and cons for that drawback too, right? They're, they're focusing on TFL before. And I, I know they're, they're improving now because they, they actually built the, the building an ecosystem team, but like they were only like producing their own projects or if it was through hashed um, or uh, Delphi. Right. And so that that caused a huge issue. And because I, I, I personally invested in a lot of early stage um, uh, Luna projects as well, as a seed investor to like Apollo, Orion and all these ones. So I've seen all like the fringe Luna projects and initially they just weren't getting support. But then it's, it's not the fault of TFL because TFL t- team which is super small, like in terms of being able to handle the ecosystem and they didn't have like the head of ecosystem there now too. But now they, they've been, they grow super fast. They, they're building and staffing up as well, which is good. But the beauty about that TFL is that they're moving at such efficiency um, where decentralization and, and too much decentralization too fast failed was Tezos. Um, Tezos went uh, too, too fragmented too fast and everybody started creating their own like special interest DAOs or groups um, and then they're starting to fight for like treasury control and and all that stuff from the foundation and everything too. And again, like I was I was in the ground of that as well. Like I was when I was learning about different chains and hosting the Dev conferences and stuff too. Um, I, I saw the infighting, the politics, and all that stuff. And I see how that breaks companies and it keeps it inefficient. Cause like uh, same with DAOs and and just the, the the inefficiencies of decentralized organizations right now is just like people are too geographically, too separate. They're not on the same time zone. They're, they're not efficiently coordinating. They're all remote, but also too, sometimes people in web three, like they actually never had the web three web two skill sets of experience of actually launching and building great companies, um, and efficient teams as well. Um, and too, what I've seen in, in terms of the industry from working, working inside of it as well, is just like, um, People are, are, are crypto rich. And so because they're crypto rich, they're not really motivated to like work as hard. They don't have to work uh, day in, day out as a, like a startup grinder. Uh, the best teams do, of course. But I'm just saying like there's some companies out there that they'll raise again, they go, they can raise these monsters, monster, like 15 mil, 20 mil seed round. Then they go party on a yacht in Miami. Right. And and, and do all that stuff. And And it's like, it's, frustrating but like the space is just going getting bigger and stuff but where i'm trying to get with that though is just like i think that you know we will continue to see the builders surface themselves and some of them are just heads down i'm sure like that's what yumi is doing and then these like greg and kosh and all these guys they're just guys are just like heads down building and, and launching and stuff too and, and they're hopefully over time like the product will speak for themselves
10: i think you hit a nail on the head there something i've been kind of talking about uh, a bit recently is being I think the next wave of, of crypto, like, I think if you look at the dot-com boom, right, and you look at the kind of the boom of early, you know, early stage projects, everybody's making a lot of money, but it's all driven by the builders, right? Then later on, you know, you had more structure that came into these organizations. Uh, and I think it's going to be the same with crypto. Like we're seeing it a lot more with Web3 over on ETH, but typically like builders and not, this isn't the case for everything, but the way that teams are structured, and it's obviously quite hard with decentralized, with being decentralized, but, uh, teams, uh, you know, often are doing multiple roles. They're filling roles that they may not have experience in. They may not have, you know, an ops manager and all, all this kind of stuff, right, that a normal traditional organization would have, which is important to keeping efficiency within, you know, an organization like, um, you know, someone a, like a, someone who's focused on branding and marketing and, you know, people that that are good with operations. Uh, I don't think, you know, crypto hasn't had that too much. And so I think projects have neglected certain parts and I think that's going to change and it's started to change with, more talent from web two coming into web, web three and crypto. And I think you'll start to see these teams kind of get structured more and, and more, more focused on, on, on the right people and the right talent in the right places.
6: Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, that's where, like I was saying, for everybody listening here too, it's like, um, if you still haven't joined web three, um, and you've been doing stuff that's been amazing in the, the web two world, uh, there's such a shortage in, in in just talent, and so if you if you just crush sales, crush biz dev, partnerships, social media, content creation, um, even just like HR, uh, operations. Like real talk, these, a lot of these companies are super amateur still. It's just again, like they could be like great developers, um, and they got like a ton of funding because these VCs and funds are like fomoing and just handing them like a ton of cash right doesn't mean like they're like the best operation operational business cuz uh, they just hasn't they haven't been there and they're they're looking for experienced people like you and and other people like that that need to come in the space and level them up and that's how we can help really level up the space better it's it's just um bringing in more like actual like people and experienced people web to um into the space as well and um yeah that's what i personally like and um and also, too, you know, like <laughs> a lot of people in Web three currently, like they, there's a lot of people that just like switch jobs left and right, and so that's just like that's what's causing a lot of the issues with some of the inefficiencies. There's just always new projects, new deals, new chases. So a lot, a lot of people are switching teams. Um, so it, it's it's been a challenge of just talent retention, and, and I always tell those teams is like well, maybe we need, need to we need to continue to increase the pool, and we need to. Uh, bring in like the, the more more experienced people in Web2 and, and, and just bring them in, accelerate them into Web3 super quick.
1: Thank you, Justin. Thank you so much for spending
6: time up here with yeah, the IBC no gang,
1: man. I appreciate it so much. Any, any last words?
6: Uh, no, Jeff, for, no, for the most part, just uh, looking forward to meeting everyone in person and, and just chilling and um, yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll uh, see, continue to build the, the space together. Uh, I think it's, it's just a, it's still a fun time and we're still so early. So let's keep building no matter, uh, no matter all the crazy stuff that's happening. It's just part of part of the space. <laughs> um, we could do our best to just contribute.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. So early, bro. And I hope that's your liver is ready.
10: I hope your liver is ready.
1: <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, where, where can we where can we find more um more information of the actual like side events that are happening in descent during around during decentral because um, I, I don't yeah. know where
6: yeah um well yeah well, on our website we'll have it but we're we're trying to build like a spreadsheet as well of all the different stuff and events that are, that are happening uh, as well too so um I I don't have a quickly handy, I, I have to go like ask uh, ask uh, ask our team. <laughs>
1: no problem no problem we'll just stay tuned and you know we'll just check the website from time to time so everybody's updated
3: awesome awesome thank you thank you so much
1: yeah cool. and thanks again for those tickets I know um, a lot of cosmonauts here are probably eager to, to win
6: yeah definitely definitely again like uh, the people that are coming through we got um, Passage Strange Clan uh, those guys are coming Akash uh, Yumi Umi, Yumi uh, Cosmo Station is sending five people to come through. Um, Axler, Secret Network, Shade, Jackal, Dao is a new one um, on Secrets. Uh, At the to double check Stargaze, maybe. Um, Evmos, Osmosis, and Kudos is another new one. They haven't launched it as well. Um, I, I advise them as well. So They're, they're a new Tendermint project. Um I, I'm sure I'm forgetting there's a few more others as well. Obviously the Cosmos Spaces. Um and uh yeah, I'm sure there's a few more of the projects, but uh yeah, it's gonna be a good great time and um and then there's so many other projects that are coming.
1: And Dude, we got we got
6: we weird. got cowboys like Charles Hoskinson as well too.
1: Yeah, for Mr. Mayor, I know he's ex- he was actually really excited about that. I, I, that's why he brought it up. He knows who he is, right, Mr. Mayor? <laughs> <laughs>
6: I, I heard. Oh. I heard the hack is if you if you should compliment on his boots.
3: <laughs> oh my god!
6: <laughs> I, I'm oh, just man. funny. It's just funny that he actually wants to come uh, because, like, we invited him before just for the you know just for the lulls and everything, and um, he rejected us because he went to a, a rodeo convention instead hey, of. Uh, <laughs> is
1: that why you got the mechanical bull?
5: Is it? Is that why you guys got it? Uh,
6: maybe. Maybe you want to want to test the skill sets.
5: Oh, geez. Hey, man, the rodeo's fun. You can't blame them.
3: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez.
6: Awesome. Well, uh, I think that's it for me. I appreciate everybody uh, for hanging out, chilling on a a Friday evening, morning, wherever you are, Saturday. uh, GM or GN, (laughs) wherever you are.
1: Yeah, we got people from all over the world, probably people are just barely waking up, you know. Oh, yeah. I'll open up the,
3: the floor up here for anybody that wants to come up and speak, though. More than welcome to. I see we got somebody requesting to speak.
5: Don't forget, too, if you'd like, uh, we have the giveaway for some free tickets to Decentral. So, so uh, DM me if you'd like to be entered into that drawing. Um, we're going to
3: give those away here at the end of the show.
9: What's going on in the show tonight?
3: What's up, man? How is everybody?
9: Thanks for uh, opening up the room. You got any questions? No, I'm just asking, like, I seriously, like, appreciate the uh, accessibility. I don't have a question. Otherwise, like, what is the theme of the room? There's a lot of prominent people here. Anyone have anything intelligent to say? Seriously, I'm, like, with all due respect, like, what's going on? Like thank you for opening up it's rare to get access and talk to people you know
3: yeah yeah no we
1: were uh, we're actually just talking about the uh, decentral event that's happening in austin texas it's going to be a lot of cool projects heading over there oh uh, yeah the fed, so uh, they have Decentral.
9: Them. yeah okay yeah um yeah i'm not i'm not going to be there so i'm missing out yeah pardon me for my ignorance but y'all heading down there then or some of you yep, yep. guys and you know folks are promoting it and bragging about what they're going to try and do and stuff. That sounds great.
1: You uh are you are you into cryptocurrency? Uh, and stuff
9: like that, I would say so sure. <laughs> yeah, uh definitely. Um that's why that's why I'm here. I I'm not yeah, with all due respect, like uh, this is a great vibe in the room. I know a few people that are here speaking, that are here listening and uh I love all the chit chat, but I'm just saying like uh what's going on tonight?
3: No, nah, I'm just hanging out
9: now. Just promoting, it easy. Promoting the uh, Austin Fest. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I love marketers, man. But you know, there's some people here like dying for some real info. So, uh, we're all listening all the time. So I'm just saying hello, like literally, just hello. I'm just saying, what's up, guys? Have fun in Austin. Yeah, we're just and you know do your thing and market your shit and good luck. I'm just saying, like hello what's going on that's it's all right man
7: it's all good bro hello friend appreciate you coming up yeah just a friday night hanging out talking some uh defy and uh just uh we were talking a little bit about nfts earlier too so just just chilling relaxing hanging out
1: just hanging out that's that's what we're doing
5: yeah, still. so we were just talking, you know, going through decentral. what's going to be going on there. We have Justin here who's kind of uh the brains behind it who puts it all on. Um uh, but if there's anything specific you'd like to talk about, um go ahead and bring it up. Maybe we can have uh the spears up here and the rest of the listeners get involved.
10: I'd really like to learn more like even in Cosmos about uh building like smart contracts uh cross-chain across IBC. It's something I'm really like obviously, you know, I'm I'm quite deep in terror and um, we're kind of, kind of coming to this kind of cross in the roads where Terra hasn't, you know, updated the IBC module yet. So, you know, we can't have uh, tokens and, and cross chain across IBC and even NFTs and stuff. And, um, you know, myself at Terra, kind of at these early stages of, of building, uh, building like quite a ambitious project. And, you know, we've been chatting to um, the Passage Three D guys, Aurel and, and Lex, which are good legends that we're pretty close to, and so we're also, you know, pretty deep in Terra. And so we're kind of like. And we want to integrate, you know, part of this is is also integrating uh, DeFi protocols down the line. So we're kind of like split between do we build, do we build on Cosmos and Passage? Or do we build on Terra where we kind of, you know, know everybody and have TFL contacts and stuff? Um, it's a little bit of an interesting one.
5: Yeah, I think what's going to be cool is once interchain accounts, you know, is in full go. And they start to be like, those, like you were talking about, like calling contracts, smart contracts between chain to chain um it really doesn't matter where you build you know because you can build where you feel most comfortable and where you think you know gives your your product the best uh foundation and then you can still be used in passage you know even though you aren't building on passage they can still do the interchain calls call your smart contract call whatever assets you own on terra um, to be used in passage or you know or whatever you're wanting to do whatever other chain it's on so i think it's you know it's not here yet, so it's easy to talk about and talk about how cool it's going to be. <laughs> um, but I think that's going to be something that's really important for Cosmos.
10: How far do you, do you reckon it is? I mean, I mean, it's very hard to know, but it's like um, it's kind of one of those hard things when you're building because you kind of like it's it's almost a st- super strategic of where you decide to build, right? Like, okay, you're building with five minutes down the line. Okay, am I going to do this? The same with building on Terra as well, like right? If you're building on a specific chain and you're building, imagine a game in a metaverse. And you have to kind of think ahead, like, wait, what happens when the scalability of this, you know, isn't, isn't there. What happens when you're chewing through too much, you know, too much, um, you're clogging the network too much and you have to move it. So it's kind of this hard juggle, right. of, of Building where best for you in the moment versus building what's best for you in six months to a year.
5: Yeah. And it's like, You're looking so far out and then the way crypto moves too, it's unpredictable. You know, the roadmap can change at any moment or it could get delayed by a year or two. Um, But I think as far as kind of like the interchain accounts, and interchain security, that's actually going to be shipping at least version one um, with the row upgrade, which uh, they just did the signaling proposal for Prop 69 to add Cosmosm, but there's a lot more that's going into that upgrade than just possibly the Cosmosm module. Um, And then I think that there's like, you know, going to be v1 v2 v3 is like the first like roadmap of it where v3 which is going to be probably like mid 2023 um that's when we start to see that like all the really cool stuff where we have chains like juno that can still have their own validator set but then leverage interchain security on the cosmos hub and then we see evmos calling a smart contract you know over on umi or you know, over on the hub or and start to do all that stuff. You know, and are you you have all your assets over on Terra and you're on Terra, but you want to do some DeFi stuff on Osmosis, you can do it right from there. So it's gonna be like a, a little ways out. Like you definitely gotta, you know, weigh you know the short term prospects versus your long term vision. But yeah, you know, it, it's definitely a hard, hard thing to juggle. What do you think is most important for that, Simon? Like when you're looking at your roadmap?
10: Uh, well, firstly, this prop, the, all the the stuff I've been hearing at Prop sixty nine, I haven't dug in too much, but it seems there's a lot of controversy around that, and I try to stay out of the the drama that seems to be everywhere. But for us, I think there's you know we're not going too much into the idea because I don't want to float it too much, but there's a couple of key pieces, like obviously starting with NFTs and, and game and all this sort of stuff. But in the future, the idea is to integrate, um, you know, kind of DeFi in the game world and build on top of dexes and derivatives products um, that tie into the game and some of you know obviously Terra assets are a big part of that, like um building on top of LPs, right? Astro, loop, etc. Um, but also derivative derivative products, um like you know, retro astro and you know, V kind of models and stuff like that integrated into this into this model as well. And you know, always thinking like I like actually really like the prospect of going and building on Cosmos, uh, especially due to uh, game contacts and all this sort of stuff, uh, as I said with passage 3D and, and stuff like that. Um, but then it's like, do you shut yourself off to the ability to build on top of those assets um, in the future? So imagine six months down the line, you're wanting to integrate DeFi and you want to integrate Terra DeFi into your world, but you're built on, you know, Passage or you're built on Cosmos. And it's like suddenly like the contracts aren't there to kind of do that. So it's it's an interesting thing. And it's kind of trying to juggle like even when these upgrade upgrades happen, is there going to be the functionality to be able to say, Hey, I want to build on top of an Astro LP within Cosmos, right? Or I want to I want to accumulate Astro tokens through Vote escrow uh, models and Retro models in in Cosmos while still running out of a Cosmos chain and still having the seamless DeFi experience through RBC. And that's kind of like yeah, the kind of juggle, you know?
5: Yeah, it sounds like maybe it'd be just like doing both, you know? Like you guys stay kind of where you're at and built on these DeFi protocols for the moment, um, and then you know have you guys ever thought about having your own your full-on own chain like once all of the interchain account and contract call stuff is like fully featured you know spinning off of off of terra not necessarily being built on terra and being built having your own chain and then you know just having those relationships with those teams just so that your contracts are like you know seamlessly integrated and you can do all of that you know no matter where people want to go
10: yeah that's highly likely that will happen in the future Uh, it's more so the order of things, because I think the way that we're starting, we're not starting with the DeFi, we're starting with the NFTs and that side of things. Right. So suddenly that creates blocks in terms of your NFTs are only usable, kind of, kind of usable where they are, right? If they're on Terra, they can't really be ported to, to, you know, Cosmos, they're built on Cosmos, they can't be ported to Terra, right? So then when you start to kind of build the game and integrate DeFi on the back end, it's, it's about like is everything able to be ported across because if everything isn't being able to be like into chain you, it's really going to break the thing if you've got half your half your stuff that can't be you know cross chain and half but that can so it's quite it's quite an interesting mental exercise around this
5: yeah you guys are definitely juggling a, a lot you know it's and it's like you said you know you're there's so much importance in being successful though in the short term and just you know, trying to be where, where you can be successful and then like weighing that long-term vision, like, okay, but is this going to last? Is this sustainable? And how do we make that transition? And when do we do it? Um, you know, I think too, though, Terra has been talking about, you know, making the the changes and the upgrades so that the native Terra assets, you know, are IBC enabled. Um, I feel like it has been talked about for a little while, but I feel like now it's just getting more pressing. You know, people are kind of like, scratching their heads, you know, why? Why not? Why isn't this already a thing? Um, so I think that there's more, more pressure being applied to make that happen.
10: I think it's a really hard job. Actually, I was talking to uh, Mage about it. And he's one of the head devs for Terra. And I think just the way that Terra is set up in the first place on an old version of Cosmosm. I think I, I can't remember exactly what it is. But I think they it's not as simple as just a simple upgrade. I think there's there's a lot of things they have to do to be able to roll it in. So I think it's actually built. I think they're just, they're they're going into testing phase. I think that's kind of like, I think they plan on doing a lot of testing to make sure that there's no um, massive issues and it damages the chain. Because I think that's, you know, that's obviously one of the most important things. You don't want to, you know, do any damage by releasing something too early.
3: Exactly.
5: Got a lot of projects. It's built up a lot of liquidity and just a lot of trust, you know, on top of that. So you don't want to just push an upgrade and not, not be tested enough. And then you start having you know bugs on anchor or you know anywhere you know and then just just all for the sake of you know trying to make people happy when you can, they should could have just you know took it a little little longer and you know tested it a little more so that's that's cool that's exciting you know and it's you know none of this stuff is easy in uh in the crypto world so um it's still cool that they're they're getting closer
10: i think a, real quick just a really other really important thing i think that people don't really necessarily realize well oh, Maybe they do, but it's, it's almost important about where you build is the context that you have and the access to the people that you have wherever you build, right? If you build on Terra right now and you've got lots of grants and TFL grants and, and LFG grants and stuff to build, you have incubator programs and certain VCs and stuff like that within the ecosystem. Whereas Cosmos has got different ones as well. Like even even you look at the Passage guys, they've already got a world, they've got experience in gaming, they've got all this sort of stuff. So different ecosystems have different kind of contacts. And I think where you build is super important to your success too.
3: Uh, as being able to leverage those existing structures and communities.
7: Yeah, hey Simon, while, while you're up, I'd, I'd like to just chat with you a little bit. Like I, I go back and forth about um, you know, like you were saying about how a lot of these startups and and um, chains they need more experience, like kind of on the Web two side, and it's it's kind of like the battle between being completely decentralized and being more centralized and having more structure. And I I just see the cosmos as a, as a big experimental, you know, melting pot, you know, it's like, because the SDK is open source, you know, we've, we've, we've got both ends of the spectrum, you know, we got crypto.com, which you know, they can build stuff fast and, and they have a big NFT marketplace going, you know, they, they see where it's heading. I mean, I think everyone sees that NFTs are like the, the open door to the masses. And then you've got, you know, the, the other end of the spectrums, something like Juno that's, you know, completely decentralized that has so many issues that go with the, the, the lack of organization. Like, I, I really think, I, I really think the the sweet spot is in the middle, and I, I think Tara has has kind of nailed it. Like I think they're they're trying to navigate a very very fast pace, moving um, you know, uh, very competitive space. You know, and I just I think Ter- I think Terra is is got it as, as close as they can get it right now. And I and it's no one no one system's gonna you know do it the same. I mean, so what are your thoughts? I know you already touched on it a little bit. I'll say yes and no, like I'm, I'm behind the
10: scenes a little bit and uh, I'll tell you that, you know, works for the space that we're in at the moment, um, the, the level, but there needs to be a lot more increase in in that ability to bring in the right talent to get through to the next level. Because when you're talking about onboarding the mainstream and you're talking about bringing uh, normies into crypto, this is something that CeFi, Centralized Finance Exchanges, have done really well. And even some of them maybe not the best user-friendly exchanges. But they're really good at bringing the right talent in place and putting the right, um, you know, I mean, there's obviously lots of like easy on-ramping and things like that. But I think within the organization, it, and as you said, it's really challenging because if you build a DAO, you don't necessarily have that choice to go, hey, we need a, we've we got an ops manager that runs these people and we've got this that does that. And we, we've got the right designer and marketer who's across, you know, the right messaging and branding and all this sort of stuff. But to onboard the mainstream, there needs to be a lot of, and, and I ran into this recently with the whole uh, National Stadium stuff, which, um, you know, big thing. They put a big banner up on, on the National Stadium that said decentralized finance needs decentralized money, right? Which makes sense to us within crypto, but it doesn't make sense to anybody outside of crypto. So that tells me that there's a massive disconnect, right, between DeFi and crypto and the mainstream still even if even with a chain like Terra, whose goal is to really bring on the masses and it's not an attack on Terra, and n- nothing along along those lines it's just understanding that you need to have the right the right messaging the right marketing the right uh, teams the right all this sort of stuff is such an important part to crypto that hasn't really happened too much it's, it's happening more in ETH, but it really has a long way to go in terms of branding and messaging marketing from that side but also like even basic stuff like I mean, UI UX is terrible in DeFi still. Like even the best UI UX out there, um, even across platforms, is still pretty average and it still has a long way to be optimized. And then you've got, you know, all sorts of other, you know, kind of admin stuff and and different uh, structures that normal organizations are really good at and they've spent a long time, um, you know, kind of narrowing down. But if that is brought into crypto, I think a platform that can really integrate the right structures and the right talent and the right people will really have an unfair advantage over the rest of the field because they'll be able to, to really cut do the right research and cut through the noise. They're like you look, it's all about marketing. If you're on a chain and you're competing against another deck, right, the marketing is what's going to set you aside. The partnerships, the marketing, the ability to research your customer base and, and give them what they want. And and I think that's not what, what happens in crypto is that's not always what, the way it's done. And I think that will change everything when we bring start bring the right talent in and the right yeah, the right people.
7: Yeah, I definitely agree. And I definitely agree that there are a lot of, um, there's a lot of chains that they're wrestling with, with giving away some of the decentralized, um, theme and, and trying to, to focus more on, on the marketing because it's, it's like, yeah, you can have a dao a Dow for marketing, but it's, it can only accomplish so much, but yeah, I definitely appreciate your insight. And, um, I really do feel I was listening to uh, uh, Brian Armstrong, the CEO of, of Coinbase, you know, and a lot of people think it's like, oh, Coinbase is, you know, they've turned and they went corporate because, you know, they're listed on the Nasdaq. What You know, he's Brian's been in crypto for longer than most people. And I just love the way he can. He explains the difference between Web one, Web two and Web three. And, you know, he always talks about, you know, Web three is about digital ownership and digital property rights. And he has, he just has a real eloquent way of explaining it, you know, and, and I think if a, a lot of people in crypto, if they can't do that, then it's, it's going to be hard to get people who are outside of crypto to un- understand digital property rights. It's like, you know, you, you've, you've, people don't understand that they've been the product for, for Google has been selling their information for years and years and years. But, you know, web three is all about you owning your digital property and so like that's the big selling point to me and i think like once people can start to get that to click and, and the i think the younger generation will understand it you know, you know what i'm saying
10: um yes and no I, th- I think that's not necessarily what will get people in um so yeah obviously built loop learn around this so being able to kind of communicate these concepts in easy ways right but i think like it depends on which demographics you're targeting and which kind of areas I don't think decentralization and and, uh, self-sovereignty of assets is necessarily the catalyst that brings people in the first place. I think maybe that's the the thing that keeps people. Uh, It's the same thing with, you know, talking about the stadium, right? Like when you look at the national stadium, well, it's not decentralization and ownership of your own assets that actually draws people in. The same why NFDs are so successful, because it's not, you know, instead of talking about DeFi and and self-custody and all this sort of stuff, you give them a pretty, pretty picture and that brings people in, right? Besides, that's a different topic, but uh, like you think about like, what are the pains? If I was, you know, looking at the national stadium and you, you're marketing to that audience and you're trying to reach that audience with terror or something that you've never heard before, what is their pain and what is the problem that you can solve in their world, not in your world, but in their world? How can you go into their world and actually go, hey, what are the pains that they're struggling with on an early, everyday, you know, daily basis that will cause them to cut through the whole crypto's a scam, da 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 problem? And, you know, what what can you help them solve with your currency, with your cryptocurrency that they're currently facing? It's easier in South America at the moment. You know, obviously, we've talked about this in reach, you know, we're expanding into Colombia and Argentina, which is actually now going to be hard due to the announcement that happened yesterday. Uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before. Um, But, you know, they're desperately in need of of USD and in crypto because their currencies are devaluing at a very, very rapid rate. They can't trust their banks and governments and stuff like that due to corruption. So that makes a lot of sense. and There's a strong pain point to go, hey, this crypto as a scam thing can stay in the back burner because I know that, like, there's the real need for this. But if you're living, you know, you think about Washington, D.C. in a national stadium and you go, what are the direct needs, right? Like, obviously, there's inflation and stuff, but maybe it's not painful enough for someone to actually get out there and go, hey, I'm going to try USD and crypto. Some might, but the majority won't. But if you start going to their model of the world and go, hey, what, what are some daily problems and frustrations that they have that USD can help solve around the banking system and money? You know, what if it's even something as simple as, um, you know, they, they don't want to wait a business day for a transfer to clear, right? They want to send money without waiting for, uh, you know, business day. What if they're a merchant who's paying, you know, huge transaction fees on their FPOS terminals, on their, you know, payment processing, and you can actually target them and show them a way in which you can kind of alleviate that. There's there's so many of these kind of little things that actually targets the people where they're at and you lead with that. And then in the back end, it's kind of you give them what they want and then you give them what they need, right? Um, So I I think that's kind of an oversight that many people don't necessarily think of and some are definitely, but I think you got to target people where they're at and then the other stuff is a bonus on top that keeps people in longer and, and actually gives people what they need.
11: Yeah, I agree with that. I think uh, basically providing a solution or providing them something better, you know, is is really where we should target. And it's kind of what we're building right now is like the solutions or the backbones of uh, what's what's to come, you know, like the actual Web3. And hey, IBC gang.
3: (laughs) Hey, how are you?
11: Hey-o. Hey Hey you guys. I'll be at the central fund. Oh, will you? Very cool. Out.
3: We're gonna cool. heck yeah. Yep. So you got your tickets already, right?
11: Yes sir. Yeah, and I'm I'm also giving some tickets away on my Twitter as well. So um if that's uh anyone else extra exposure, sign up. Whip Sick or,
3: man. Thank you. It
11: doesn't happen to you. Yep
1: if you find that if, if you find that a uh, tweet you can you can pin it to the top just share it to the top
11: oh cool thank you but yeah i think what you guys are talking about is is amazing you know it's uh it's really important you know and especially uh simon was talking about the marketing and um i i think that uh we we could do so much more um in marketing but it it is also the the ui and Um, the solutions and there's just, there's so much, we're just super early. So I think that's why it's exciting being here.
3: I agree.
1: I agree. I think one of the most important things for me is always a wallet. The wallet has to be Mm. super friendly to use. It's got to be clean, not too much clicking around, super easy to use. That's, That's what will attract, you know, the, the newer people, a nice and easy wallet that can connect with different protocols all in one app.
11: Right. And I, I think it's interesting. I'm also seeing certain ecosystems starting to work on identity. And, and I know that some people don't like this conversation, but um, I think identity will be tied to the wallets themselves and also uh, like reputation and things like that. And when when people have like um, their identity, their, their reputation, it's almost like everything they need is all wrapped up into this kind of like identification that also connects them to their money and then also to all these new protocols or solutions or metaverses or whatever i think that's what will that usability uh will really bring people in so yeah i agree wallets is a huge thing even though i know people don't like the identity side of it but i guess if you're building on uh like a privacy preserving platform um you know maybe that Maybe that changes things. I'm not not sure, but...
1: Asag, like, that's kind of weird that you bring up the whole identity thing because um, I was in a space earlier and that was brought up. And basically, the speaker was saying that, you know, there's going to be a point in time when we're, we're going to really have to basically dox our, um, you know, online, online identity. And um, it, it's going to have to be connected in a way where there won't be other people pretending that you that they're trying to be you. You know what I mean? Like it was it was being brought up in a in a other space and I I couldn't understand why. But the more I think about it, yeah, it it might it might be something in the future where we're gonna see it happen more often. But I don't know. What what do you think about that?
11: Yeah, I I think that there'll be self-custody type things. And I think privacy in general will also be a really huge topic that will come up. Because like right now we're more on scaling and interoperability but privacy is like kind of that next thing that's coming in. and so you'll have a uh, you'll have to build with still you'll need privacy layers so that when you have your own identity that's connected to everything you know it protects your information your your hipaa information is all you know like medical stuff's going to be probably tied into your wallets as well it's like your whole identity um i think it's definitely coming down the line. I, but I, of course, you know, I still think there's going to be people that are using, you know, the black boxes and privacy thing or self-custody, you know, kind of like off, kind of like offshore type things. But, but yeah, pri- um, identity is definitely coming down the line. I, I see all the major blockchains. And when I talk to different teams and stuff, they're all discussing identity. It's kind of just more further out.
7: Yeah, I think it's def- definitely important to understand like the the KYC regulations and stuff like that. But Aztec, have you ever or has anyone else here ever used the Brave browser? I knew that I know they've rolled out a new wallet that's built right into the browser. I've I I I had I used Brave Browser about a year ago, but that's before the new rollout of the new wallet. But I think it's mainly only ETH tokens. Does has anyone used it?
11: Love Brave I, I
7: have browser. not. No, I haven't
11: used a wallet. Yeah,
1: I haven't used a wallet, Mayor. But I've used I use a Brave browser every day.
3: Same, yeah. Well, anyone? Well, I that?
7: thought that they have a new. They they were going to upgrade their their um, digital wallet to be to be r- built right into the the browser. And it's I mean, before it would only hold the Brave tokens, but from what I understand, at least I thought was they're going to upgrade it to be like a full full-blown wallet built right into the browser so i mean that would i i need to go i need to get back on and and use the browser but like i I'm, i was just wondering if anyone had used it and used the new wallet I, I wasn't sure if it was still in beta or what but i i think that that ties into a lot of what you're talking about um aztec as, as far as identity and you know being you know, when you're on your PC or whatever, and you're, I mean, obviously Brave wants you to use their, their browser. So, but like, if you're just, you're, you're on Brave and you're already logged in, it's like, they just want you to seamlessly be able to, you know, do a transaction, you know? And I think that's, you know, hopefully all a lot of these other digital wallets will be able to, to get built, get built in and have some seamless interaction with some of these web um websites. You know, it's it's all changing real fast, you know.
11: Yeah. I agree. I think, you know, the more seamless you can make things, um, you know, the better. I, and I, that's why uh, I'm really bullish on the Cosmos space, just because, you know, interoperability is front and center. And, uh, you know, how do you connect everything, you know, to make everything seamless? Like, that's, that's a... It's a huge, huge value proposition. Hey, Ruben, you're back. What's up, Ruben?
3: Well, we brought up the uh, the identity thing, uh, which has been
8: an area of intense interest of in late. Um, yeah, broadly, uh, the uh, there's a, there's a conversation happening right now uh, between I don't know. Um, well, it started off as like five founders of various sort of. Um, music slash media tech web three types trying to figure out like you know is erc 1155 or 721 sort of robust enough for us to um rely upon as um as a vehicle for some of these transactions today and if we sort of pave the path into the future you know what does a music industry um or an audiobook industry or other forms of you know um, audio-visual look like uh, in terms of permissioning and um, you know, do we want to sort of continue the trend of um, information wanting to be free, right, which is, you know, creative commons zero and don't really worry about the access controls. Everybody's going to be able to get anything way, anyway, so we'll just you know focus on other use cases. Or is there an opportunity to use what blockchains is really good at, which is, um, you know, consensus and trustless transactions and so on and so forth to address some of the issues that, you know, the, the creator class has had historically with things like, I'm going to say a scary word here, DRM. Um, and if so, how should that be structured? You know, what are the metadata standards, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, and the further I get into it, and I've sort of been digging into it for I don't know half a year or so, um, the more I realize that if you don't get if you don't get DIDs or decentralized identities right, or if they're custodial, um, pretty much everything else breaks uh, because you know if your IDs aren't revocable or if they're not recoverable, um, that's a that's a that's a challenge. Um, And I guess I wonder, uh, for those in the room who've sort of been asking similar questions, perhaps, um, you know, do you see a world where we sort of see MetaMask and MetaMask equivalents uh, expanding through, um, you know, the vector of easy to use, easy to download, um, with sort of like an expanding network effect, trying to just pushing adoption on that front? Or... Do you think there is a likelihood that a protocol level um, approach may evolve where we see sort of true you know sovereign identities that can um, make attestations and maybe use some kind of trust graph uh, to sort of um, verify or fail to verify blacklist whitelist that kind of stuff um, like what, what does, are there any sort of hot takes in the room in terms of? expansion of dids um because so, so far i see a lot of um enthusiasm but but not a lot of folks are sort of looking at it with um it, it's just such a big picture idea that uh, i think a lot of the folks are sort of looking at it with um i, want, I don't want to say myopic but just sort of a reductive sort of overview without sort of understanding the, the guts of it and what the ramifications are if
11: you sort of start looking at second and third order effects, right? Yeah, Ruben, I, I think it just comes down to, to uh, you know, interoperability, like in general, you know, layer zero, so that it basically just connects everything and it it allows people to have a seamless um Interaction with whatever they're doing with their DID, you know, identity in general. Um, you know, with like, for instance, like Cosmos interoperability uh, with, with IBC there, you know, right now it's trend, you know, you can seamlessly, you know, move tokens from chain to chain. But as IBC evolves, you'll also be able to kind of like do, you know, do. Um, things from one chain that uh, you know on another chain uh, transactions like speaking like generally, so I think like with the identity and all these standards and all that, it's just all about that layer zero that what connects it all and and how how uh, developed that gets so that'd be my take. I think it's just you know providing this connectivity and and ability for all these chains to be able to speak to each other i mean my my opinion on like a broader scope of of scaling is that things have to scale horizontally so it's you know it is the internet of blockchains that's the way it works um i think that's how things will continue to go and you see like even polygon is starting to kind of uh move towards this you know with like a bunch of um you know at one point it was like just a proof of stake chain that was on top of or a you know kind of like a side chain to ethereum but but now they're they're talking about doing you know a very similar thing to cosmos with you know it's a bunch of application specific chains all interconnected with their standard which is polygon edge so it's like all all these standards all these chains all these identities it, it all just it's all connected by that Interoperability layer. I think that's that's uh, the key.
8: Yeah, I hear you. I guess um, my concern is um, there, was, there was a couple of th- concerns. Um, one is sort of like the boy. Uh, the, the, I, I I'm not. I'm failing to finish the sentence because every time I get close to the end of the sentence, I, th- I find of more. I find more concerns. Um, uh, wh- one of them is uh, quant compute. Uh, coming around the corner um, uh, for the, for those unfamiliar, quant compute is a fancy way of computing um, using really really tiny particles that are much much smaller than the sort of existing uh, compute structures that we've had thus far, um, and they're so good at thinking real fast and and doing spinning electrons around um, that the, the a brute force attack from a quant. Uh, uh, from a quantum computing um, infrastructure um, is is sort of orders of magnitude more um, fancier and faster and, you know, more intense um, than a traditional sort of like a DDoS attack. No, DDoS attack is not the right word, but um, like a a MISH compute brute force, for example, right? Um, And so, you know, we we all sort of saw SHA-56 have issues. you know, was a year or two ago, um, as the sort of the compute started to expand to a point where um, the kinds of calculations that people were making, like oh, they're never going to be able to give that big number. Well, turns out, you know, you ramp up the computers, and, and uh, they 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 get pretty they get pretty fast. Um, and so, you know, looking at the security systems that we have right now, um, and sort of predicting a world where a, um, uh, an adversarial actor or like a, a bad apple, so to speak, um, had a thousand times the compute power than they had historically, right? Which, um, which gets pretty serious if you get a state actor that's not happy with a particular thing that has a weak sort of security infrastructure. Um, and so that's a concern because if the identity structures that we're using have medium strength uh, security uh, which is useful because the hashes are small and blockchains, uh, the block sizes are small, etc. Um, by extension, um, then we could sort of see, um, you know, a, a black swan event in terms of the, the breaking of that encryption. And by extension, is the, the um, uh, people doing things that weren't actually broke by by those people, but other actors who were able to reverse engineer their um, their seed phrase, for example. Um, so that's 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 one thing. Um, there's also a uh, a general the sort of well resourced actors that I see in the conversation for dids. Um, uh, there's a, there's an interesting conversation actually if you go to the um, the World Wide Web Consortium. Uh, it's like a i don't know, it's like Internet ISO Standards Group or whatever. Um, they sort of ma- maintain a lot of the um, standards around HTTP and and you know DNS and and you know here's what JSON is, here's what JSON isn't. Um, they've been having this sort of working group on DIDs, which uh, sort of been going on since 2016. Um, and there's sort of the recent editions of of Mozilla and Google and, and uh, other sort of large actors looking to sort of to define the DID um, uh, structures. And a lot of them are starting to look pretty centralized where, sure you can create a wallet, but if you want to be sort of validated as a, sovereign individual then actually you need the permission of this company or that company and that's the company that keeps your sort of ledger and you know it's um as opposed to a trust graph which is more peer to peer and based on the reputational or behavioral activity of an individual right so um you know there, there it's an evolving conversation I, I guess i wonder because this is a this sort of bleeds over into things like governments and politics and you know uh, beyond the sort of the DeFi and um you know pure internet money conversation i wonder if if these kinds of conversations have bled over into um you know into these rooms thus far and if uh, anybody sort of has um
11: yeah, they yeah, have. go ahead mm. yeah they they have room and um so like i I, I, and those are all, I think, like really good points. Um, and and just to clarify for everyone here, I'm not a developer. I'm just someone that's been in space for a really long time. Um, so I, you know, I don't understand everything fully. But you know, I I read a lot, so, and I'm I'm in the space full time, so I work with a lot of the devs. So I I know one thing, like with uh, quantum computing, you know, a lot of chains will have to basically make their their chains. Um, quantum resistant, and I know you know I don't know how far along that is. I know some major um, blockchains out there have already at least said that they're they are now quantum resistant, so you know this is definitely something that's been in the works and all that and um, in regards to you know the centralized uh, you know, databases or or whatever that, you know, that that all these identities are connected to. I, I think that privacy, again, um, bringing this up again, um, I've definitely gone down the privacy rabbit hole over the last year and a half. Um, it's actually what brought me into the space, but then over the last year and a half, I've really started diving back into it again. And I think this is where it, this topic comes up and why it's gonna be so important, because like you see privacy, Is on a lot of roadmaps, but it's not like you know. People are still working on interoperability and scalability because, uh, you know, when everything happened with uh, CryptoKitties crashing Ethereum back in what 2017, you know, scalability automatically became an issue. And then once people started finding ways to scale, then interoperability. And now I think the next thing that's coming is privacy, specifically because what you're talking about. You know, you'll have to have all these technologies that or connected together like for instance Akash with cloud computing and maybe like uh Jackal Dow uh with um uh with like their cloud stuff and then uh you know things will have to be built like uh blockchains will have to have like a privacy layer that kind of like encrypts the data so that when when uh there, there's no, like, point of failure, you know, like your cloud information or your um, your blockchain itself, like, in the applications that are being built. It's, it's like, safeguarded. Uh, I might not be explaining that properly because, you know, I'm not, I'm not a dev, but I think, I guess the point that I'm getting at, you know, is that they'll have to like privacy will become a lot larger thing specific because specifically because what you're bringing up is a really good point. You know, you have these centralized, you know, like a lot of people use AWS or a lot of blockchains use AWS. So your data is just sitting on, even though you're a decentralized blockchain, your, you know, there's, your data is sitting on some server somewhere. So like you'll need a decentralized version of, of all these things. And um, privacy will have to be, you know, built into these things so that uh your information is protected anyone else wants to
1: i I was just gonna i'm just gonna ask you know the speakers here like how secure is um akash and what they're doing you know because i'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that are going to look into akash to start using their technology so i don't know if anybody could elaborate a little bit on exactly how that all works with akash
11: um I'm not an expert here, but, you know, I know that potentially the could integrate with um, a privacy preserving layer or something like maybe like work with uh, Jackal and uh, Jackal Dow, which is being built on top of a secret network. And that might, uh, again, I'm not a developer, but I believe that might kind of, if they were working together, that might help keep, um, you know, information private. But uh, I'm not expert
3: with that. Mm-hmm. Well, so no, thanks for your input, though. Appreciate it.
1: Ruben, uh, what, <laughs> where where do you come from, Ruben? What, what ecosystem um, did you get started in crypto with?
8: <laughs> What's my deal, man? No, yeah. I hear that. You sound um, super
1: smart, man, for real.
8: Sometimes more than others. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, TLDR... Um, I first came across crypto stuff when uh, I saw the the first crash that I saw was a Bitcoin crash, and it went from trading at two dollars twenty down to twenty cents New Zealand to. <laughs> so would have been like, oh my god, yeah, like from, it went from eighty cents down to like fifteen cents US. Um, and I thought, this is interesting. People are doing internet monies, but in a way, but it's different to normal digital coins. It looks like they looks like nobody owns it. That's pretty cool. that's very that's very sort of um egalitarian. I'm a fan let's let's look into this. Um, and then life happened, and I didn't really circle back for like another couple of years. Um, and by the time I came back, I'm like, what? Bitcoin costs like three dollars. All right, I'll just get a few of them. Um, and so I got, I got three Bitcoin for nine dollars, uh, and have uh, uh, and forgot about them for a long time. Uh, so, so you know, OG crypto who sort of got in super early, but also got out super early as well. Whoops. And uh, yeah, it's sort of been building tech products for the last uh, thirteen years in various um, uh, permutations, everything from um legal tech stuff i built a robot his name was clarence he was a bear and he was deeply concerned about low claims filing rights for class actions and so you could sign up for clarence and he would um, find out what class actions you're involved with and if you're owed money he'd find it he'd get it and he'd send it to you uh, with a fine five percent finders fee so it was pretty cool um and uh almost built twenty six thousand websites for the national parent teacher association imported paint from japan
2: to new zealand
8: and did a bunch of other stuff in between um yeah uh oh and was a drummer bro um more than 500 gigs less than a thousand um give or take so it was um yeah dude uh i think the 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 phrase is failing forward wow
1: Wow! and and ruben how'd, how'd you land in the the cosmos ecosystem
8: I landed in Cosmos. Uh, there are two humans that suggested that wanted me to to Cosmos. One was a um, my sort of informal Padawan, um, uh, Dylan. Uh, Dylan is a um, he's the guy that if you're like a, a hedge fund or like a, um, a yeah, basically a hedge fund. You need a bunch of people to do a bunch of analysis and a bunch of stocks to figure out if they suck or not, or if they're going to suck, or if they will reverse suck. Um, that's getting better. Um, and, uh, but they don't actually want to do the work. So they find smart kids, and they say, hey, kid, here's a bunch of numbers. Go make them interesting. And they check them in a closet somewhere, and they come back on, on Monday and say, here's our report based on the such and such. Um, so he was, he, that was Dylan. Um, super smart dude. Um, very... Um, Ernest across the board i i would i if if i would get my daughter to date this dude uh is, is this kind of character of this of this <laughs> person right um this is a very solid citizen um, so <laughs> he's very straight-laced but you know uh and so yeah he helped me with a bunch of startups and i'm like yeah oh, well i'm looking at this chain i'm looking at that chain i think i think um you know uh, basically as soon as the mp3 turned up uh this is like pre-LimeWire. We're looking at like Kaza and Morpheus kind of level. Um, for those who remember, um, it, it 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 did it was not behaving like the tape or the CD, right? Um, and you know the, the whole industry freaked out about the tape, and then they freaked out about the CD, and they're like, oh, you know what? MP3 is probably just going to be like those. It'll be fine. Mini disc will save us. Uh, and and it really didn't. So I, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go do business stuff um and i at the time uh i'd sort of contemplated getting into uh, like what a, what a software version like a software enabled version of this would look like um but, but the tech just wasn't there uh and you know fast forward to about a year ago um circling back from legal tech stuff and having done all these different um ventures um you know it, it feels like the what blockchain is good at is starting to um reveal itself it started to demonstrate um itself right um which is that we know we're pretty sure it's not the most um efficient in terms of compute right like you want to get this computer to speak to that computer for this one thing not that great for that uh and you know, it's not good for it's it's honestly blockchain is terrible for most things. Um, but holy heck
0: is it good. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Cosmos Spaces, the IBC gang, who's ready for DecentralCon? Recorded on Friday, May 6th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep a hands off when the Play is a bust Playing old and just So we keep it on the one Blast off on the two Help me see the three Third I open wide Checking out the scene Razor beam focused Starscream jokers Living off the fat Of the people they approach Tell me what happens When the land fights back With the cliffs at our backs Make the last stand matter No one ever planned For the famine on deck We was walking all erect With the dead man swagger Sitting in a little den Envisioning the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next babba billion talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next babba billion a little Danny vision in the middle middleman listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then talk about how while the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next billion talk about how while the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next billion spaces.